is Free Talk Live. Phones are open. You can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Coming up tonight, Conan is here. He's going to be talking about The Handmaid's Tale, which has apparently was originally a book. It's now a television series. It's been a book for quite a while. 1985 yeah, was when it was first written. It's been around for a while. With you tonight, by the way, it is Ian. All right, yeah. And Conan. So that's coming up. Uh, plus, we've got a ton of news to talk about here tonight. McDonald's is now completely leaving Russia after having shut down their stores. I like how nobody put it yesterday. They're, they're cursing them with good health. <laughs> right. And they're just going to keep their, well, the, pro, the question is, is they're going to pull out all of their millions of dollars of product that's there probably in refrigerators, freezers, and, you know, everything from, you know, McDonald's trays and bags to food, frozen mm-hmm. food and whatnot. And, and how fast is Russia just going to, what, just change the name of every single one of those buildings to their own uh, trademark name? They don't even have to. What, what is McDonald's going to sue them? Good if, point. If, if they don't, oh no, you're going to sue it, the Russian government in an American in the Russian court? court. Yeah. Oh, come on, man. At a time when America is doing all of the everything they can to boycott Russia, nah. No. Yeah, so we can talk about a lot of stuff here tonight. Uh, last night we spent a lot of time looking at this lunatic shooter in Buffalo's 180 page long manifesto. I've read more about that. I mean, I've read more of the manifesto and mm-hmm. it's so sad, dude. It is so sad what 4chan, what, not what 4chan did to this guy, but what this guy did to himself because of what he was reading on 4chan. All he ever really had to do was back away and Google the stuff that he was reading on 4chan to mm-hmm. find out whether or not it was true. And he probably would not have become a psychopath. He probably would not have become a, a mass murderer. But he, was, he said he was already a communist when he was 12 years old, and he just went a little yeah, bit I, more I, to the right. I know into, a bunch of communists who aren't, shooting, who aren't shooting and killing people. Well, that doesn't mean that they wouldn't. Right, like communists. You like look at the history Sarah of communism. Has never went on a mass murder spree. Sure, but she supports it. There's a big difference between someone ideologically supporting that, like Sarah, and that they probably don't actually even actually support it, and someone who's actually willing to go out and murder. No doubt, there is a big difference. But I mean, in the history of communism, the communist uh, administrations have found the people who are willing to go out and murder people, and. Those people get plenty of jobs, plenty of work. There's plenty of murders. Certainly, we have those now. I mean, in the American system, we have soldiers, we have police, we have all of those things already. But the the point was, like, he rails against the Jews because, of course, he does. He's a white supremacist, and that's what they do. But he quotes parts of the Talmud, or however it's pronounced, I don't know, because I've only ever seen it written. And Talmud. Yeah, that's it. Thank you. And the verses, or however you refer to them that he quotes, don't say what he believes they say, mm. right? He's like, this one says it's okay for you know Jews to rape three-year-old Gentiles or whatever, and that's not at all what it says. In fact, it specifically says it's not okay. Mm. So, I mean, if wow. he had just stepped away from 4chan, stopped believing what 4, 4chan told Does him. Does he cite 4chan said, in there? He mentions 4chan a few times. Okay. And 8chan and, mm-hmm. you know, his Discord and Stormfront and these other, uh, Daily Stormer, I think, was another one he mentioned. But all he ever had to do was, like, fact check the stuff that he was reading on 4chan. Well, the information is there. You're certainly right about that. For people that are willing to actually look around, you can find alternative theories. You can find counter-information to whatever it is that, uh, that you're looking at. Uh, which is, you know, one of the things that always frustrates me about a lot of the conspiracy theorists out there is they don't ever even bother to type in the name of the conspiracy they're looking at and, and you know, there's... 
there are counter guides basically out there to take you right. through like a conspiracy movie and like oh this is what they're lying about here this is what they're lying about here i remember um, debunking sites yeah debunking that's the that's the word i'm looking for and then there's sites that debunk the debunking sites oh yeah, yeah. so Cause, i mean because we know who funds the debunking sites well some it's, of them. it's the same guys who are your facebook fact checkers maybe but some of them are also just like nonsense right like like the uh the the moon isn't real one or the earth is flat one i I, yep. I don't have to believe that George Soros is funding the, the debunking of right. the flat earth hypothesis, right? Because one way or another... There's enough science nerds out there that yeah, are going to do that on their own. That aligns with you know what I believe to be true and where I choose to place my trust. And that, that tr- Maybe they're all you know evil uh, pagan witches or whatever, and they're secretly perpetrating this hoax about how the world is really flat and it's surrounded by ice or whatever, but that doesn't seem very likely to me. And since it doesn't make much of a difference to my life one way or the other, I'm going to choose to believe the one that makes the most sense. And that's usually not any of these kooky conspiracy theorists. So you're pointing out that there's some very radicalizing information out there on the Internet. And the people that are in charge of governments, of course, would like that information to be completely eliminated. So only government, pro-government radicalizing information is out there because they want all the killers to do their work for them. Uh, and Governor Kathy Hochul, that's the woman who took over. She was the lieutenant governor prior to Cuomo uh, being run out on a rail for sexual harassment like last okay. year or whenever it was. She's back in the news now, bostonherald.com with a report from the Tribune News Service. And uh, she's calling the vile online manifesto attributed to the Buffalo shooter Citing it, rather, Governor Hochul on Sunday urged social media companies to crack down on hate speech, calling the websites, quote, instruments of evil, Hmm. unquote. She says, I'm calling on the CEOs of all the social media platforms to examine their policies and to be able to look me in the eye and tell me that everything is being done that they can to make sure this information is not spread. She told CNN State of the Union, speaking a day after 18-year-old Peyton Gendron, who is white, killed 10 in an attack targeting black people in Buffalo, New York. That's a really interesting question. They've gone after Facebook and Twitter and YouTube and the U.S. government has, and they've done all sorts of hearings. They've never targeted 4chan, though. They never dragged in the owners of 4chan and were like, hey, you have to come attend this hearing about censoring people and not allowing this information to be released. Can they find the owners of 4chan? I'm pretty sure the owner of 4chan at least is publicly known. I know the 8chan owners were outed at one point. I wonder about the 4chan. I don't know. I, I don't pay close attention to these things, but that you do bring up an interesting question. Presuming you can identify who this person is, you know, why are they not giving him that has same there, level of attention? Has there been Nishimura owns 4chan there you go has any has anything been said about twitch yes that's where this was streamed to and that'll be the next uh target that these lawmakers will want to go after so that they can control you got to be real careful with when any of these events take place because this wasn't by the way this wasn't the only shooting that happened last weekend there were other taiwanese guy shot some people up um but this is the, the one Chinese they're attacking. shot at a tire. Uh, oh, is that right? Yeah. Sorry, but this is the wrong. one they're using as their flag, as their flag uh, ship to sure. to to go after. Well, this is the racist one, it, so it's the easiest to use to galvanize people. And a lot of people actually died too. But I mean, but when you consider all of the elements, you got the chans. Government wants to control that, like you wouldn't believe. Now you got Twitch that's becoming more and more popular and more used throughout the country. Owned by Amazon, by the way. So whatever the government asks for, Twitch is going to do. 
There's that. There's no doubt about it. But that said, it's still relatively challenging to control something uh, as ephemeral as a live stream. I mean, it's there. It's happening as you speak. So, like, how do you identify what is going on on a live stream without relying on users to flag it for you? I don't think you can. I think users are the only way that they can do that. Yeah. They can't. The, the people at Twitch, they don't have the staff to watch every single no, live stream. No, it's not stream. possible. There's millions of them. Mm-hmm. And the well, technology- maybe there will be some kind of uh, ID identification process that'll be implemented where in order to be a Twitch streamer, you have to jump through all these government mm-hmm. regulated hoops in order to prove that you're a, a blue check Twitch Twitch uh, streamer. Yeah, but that's not going to stop people from saying things. Right. That are exactly. The same way taking guns away from the people isn't going to prevent mass killings. People are going to find a way to say Twitch's Twitch crazies or crazy people using you know social media are still going to do what they do. But government's going to get involved anyways. And they're going to take more of our rights from us, take more of our freedom, you know, freedom from us right. in order to say that they're protecting us. They say that they're doing something. But in our reality, that is making life more difficult. Well, and that's the frustration here is not because I agree with this killer. I think he's an awful person. He's an authoritarian, as he describes himself, an authoritarian leftist, basically. You can see that in his uh, 180-page manifesto. But, uh, you know, he should still have the freedom to say whatever it is that he wants to. That way his ideas can be countered. That way his ideas can be talked about and rejected by better ideas being presented. But if we keep the, you know keep these ideas out of discussion, keep them oppressed, they will remain in places like the underground, and I don't think that's a good plan. We'll continue it with moment in moments. Yeah. It's free talk live. You're invited to join us here. To bring up whatever you want to discuss. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. We're talking about, ultimately, freedom of speech here. And, of course, freedom of speech is not designed to protect popular speech. You don't need to protect that. Nope. It's designed to protect unpopular speech. The stuff that makes you feel uncomfortable, ugly, icky, yucky, uh, scary, maybe even. Uh, the speech that people don't really want to hear, that's what needs to be protected. But that is what is, of course, under attack by these government goons like Governor Kathy Hochul, the New York top uh, top goon over there in their gang squad. Uh, with you tonight, it's Ian. Aria. And Conan. Bitcoin.com, great place to go and learn about cryptocurrency by the way the shooter in buffalo he is anti-cryptocurrency that is crystal clear in his 180 page uh rambling manifesto that we examined last night dude he has a section in there that's just memes yeah he does his manifesto like does he go into does he go into depth why he is a he's not a fan because I've noticed this recently uh, yeah, about a lot of uh, very very strong left left leaning Marxists uh, hate crypto for some for some reason it's like wh- why I don't because I don't even get it because it's an invention of libertarians essentially because they say that they think the Jews it? control it or something or just some, some no, odd, another because oddball they hate libertarians and cryptocurrency is steeped in libertarianism yeah but lots of capitalists is it oh is it because capitalists own it's a Capitalist uh, uh, method means 
No, I think it's just because they oppose libertarianism for ideological reasons. So the preferred currency of libertarians is garbage to them. Well, maybe that's it. And we'd have to get one of them on the air to, to, to clarify. And I don't think Sarah's going to qualify. But I think that what it could also be is they realize that they cannot control it. So like all central planners... Mm. They are against it from a philosophical perspective. But see, in that he's way. in favor of gold, and they they can't yeah, he, really control gold either. He sees why fiat is a bad idea, but he addresses it here on page fifty six of his hundred and eighty pages. He says cryptocurrency is one way to escape fiat and is quite valuable in the way that one can trade online with it easily. But it's a bad idea to hold wealth for various reason, reasons. He says one, it doesn't have any real value. Uh, any value in real world application and cannot be used in the real world as a resource. Well, that's straight up so just he's, wrong. So he's see, this is an anti-property guy. He's he's a leftist. Yeah. So I mean that that well that, that explains why they don't like crypto. What but they, but why would he like gold though? Because that's something that you that holds value and you use to well not really. He's against fiat. He sees the uh, the scam in the Federal Reserve. He talks about that in the paragraph prior to what I'm reading you right now. Uh, Number two reason he is against crypto, he says it's technology dependent and completely traceable, which means Globo Homo knows. Now, that's slang for government or something? I I don't know. I never found any explanation of what Globo Homo meant. I've seen it on like 4chan, but I I didn't take the time to go to Urban Dictionary and, and look it up. I've never seen it prior to reading this guy's manifesto, so... It's a combination of global and homosexual. Used to sarcastically denote the pre- predominant philosophy espoused by the Western economic elite, formerly known as neoliberalism. It combines ruthless capitalism by transitional corporations with a facade of social, socially liberal politics. So says wow. okay, Urban so, Dictionary. So fascism that pretends to care. Uh, number three, he says it can be infinitely replicated without restrictions. There's an infinite amount of cryptocurrencies that can be made. Well, that's that- actually a feature, not a bug. Yeah, and that's a garbage argument. Like, oh, most of those aren't going to have any value. The the idea here being that, you know, if I create Bitcoin Aria, it somehow detracts from the value of Bitcoin Core, Not which would at be all. The, it would be the case with USD, you know, if I created 10 billion USD, it would detract from the value of all the other USD out right. there, but that's exactly it. It's that Bitcoin Aria or whatever is not Bitcoin Core. Yeah, you could probably sum up the top uh there's if you go to coinmarketcap.com and you look there's close to 20,000 cryptocurrencies i think that they're currently keeping an eye on on that website and that doesn't include all of them by a long shot and i bet you i haven't looked at this but i bet you the bottom 19,000 of them probably in total aren't worth more than a few million dollars there's yeah, just no value i don't believe it there's no value to them you can you can spin up your own copy of bitcoin tonight if you want to, if you have the technical know-how, you can take the Bitcoin code, you can copy it, and you can start your own, uh, you know, miner, and you can go to town oh. on Aria Coin or whatever, <laughs> and that doesn't give Aria Coin any value. Nope. Only so, the market can do that, and, and you don't even need to do that. You can just create a new Ethereum token. That, it, that's even easier. Yeah, that's uh, a few clicks, and there you go. But that's not detracting from the value of Ethereum, and it's not detracting from the value of Ethereum tokens. Nor like, is it adding to the value of Ethereum either. No, it's just wasting Ethereum to make a coin that no one is ever going to use or care about. It is uh, number four. His uh, next point: It is toxic to the environment through endless mining and overuse of oh, graphic. That's cards. another one. Yeah, so are credit cards, idiots, and all. 
all the banks. And when you think of all yeah. of the credit card transactions, the millions of tra- uh, transactions that are taking place every day, what mm-hmm. do you, how do you think that gets to the bank? Well, even if he's right, that only applies to proof-of-work coins. And so far, mm-hmm. there's been no fundamental flaw found with proof-of-stake that prevents it from being viable as a methodology. Mm-hmm. Ethereum is slowly moving to proof-of-stake. There are proof-of-stake coins out there like Blackcoin already that exist, and they're doing just fine. So we could easily move to proof of, if it was true, if it was proven to be true that, yes, Bitcoin and proof of work is destroying the environment. Okay, well, we still already have another solution ready to be rolled out that doesn't have that issue. And, and one other thing when it comes to energy consumption, this is why the power plants who are in peak hours, mm-hmm. which they have more energy they can consume, they can use, they yep. can't store it. What better thing to, to, to use it? on except bitcoin mining. or any any yeah. kind of crypto mining so you and they say otherwise you lose that energy and they say it doesn't produce anything and that's fundamentally true and you prove that it isn't true you use uh, miners to heat part of your house or to oh yeah that's another, that's another good if, you, uh-huh. if you're in yeah. new england that is an actual product a thing that is being produced by the mining of cryptocurrency heat. that is real <laughs> uh, the world runs yeah. on heat yeah. right yeah. producing heat's a big deal so, that, so, so what so what am i going to do this this summer Except move everything down to the basement. (laughs) Turn them off. Number five, uh, this is a total throwaway reason, is absolutely worthless and only takes up space as a file on a drive. Well, we know that's obviously not true. It's on multiple drives, thank you. (laughs) The current market is like $1.5 trillion for market caps for all the cryptocurrencies combined. That's pretty good considering how far they're down. Yeah, obviously not worthless in any way, shape, or form. He goes on to say crypto is completely based on the greater fool theory. As long as there's a sucker willing to spend their fiat money on it, it will have value. And then he says, I can't explain it any better than this. Wait, wait, wait. So he hates fiat. He understands the problem with fiat, but he thinks that other currencies can only get value from fiat. That's the way he thinks. And then he links to jacobinmag.com, which is a socialist rag. I don't know if you've ever heard of them, but uh, they're like a hard left magazine and links to an attack piece that they wrote about the cryptocurrency. hard left racist, man. Yeah. This is so weird. That's who this is. Uh, he goes on to claim that the entirety of cryptocurrency is a scam, fraud, Ponzi scheme, and a waste of money. And then uh, he goes off on to why he thinks precious metals are a better solution. The number is 603-283-6160. But the point I wanted to get to here is that... Uh, the New York governor is calling for a crackdown on social media. And I want to talk about what that actually means for freedom of speech. And you can join us here at 603-283-6160. Learn more about Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash. Learn the truth about cryptocurrency over at Bitcoin.com. Click Get Started to, well, get started. More coming up. Do you feel like your country no longer holds your values? Have you dreamt of a place where liberty-minded people can come together and leave government overreach behind? There are many people just like you that are discovering FreePrivateCities.com. They start at FreePrivateCities.com and connect via the social media links shown there. All skills will be needed when the first of the Free Private Cities open. It's sooner than you think. Stop arguing and build FreePrivateCities.com. FreePrivateCities.com Phones open. You can join us here at 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Coming up, we'll talk about The Handmaid's Tale. And I guess Conan will be talking about it because he actually read the book. We'll uh, we'll get into that coming up here in a little bit. Why it's relevant. We're also discussing the uh, called for crackdown by the New York governor, Kathy Hochul. She says that uh, social media needs to stop people from sharing their opinions about things that she doesn't like. 
Well, we knew this was coming, right? Like, if you read the manifesto, it's clear. I mean, it seems like it was... Of the Buffalo shooter. Yes. It seems like it was tailor-made to give the elites an excuse, an argument, a, a, a document to which they could point and say, see, social media radicalized this person. Mm-hmm. And who's to say there wasn't some department that had any... A lot of people believe the FBI was had any help in, in uh, putting that together. Why wouldn't they be? They they plotted to kidnap the governor mm-hmm. of Michigan recently. They're constantly doing crap like this. Sure, yeah, we've seen so many examples of them ginning up uh, terrorism strikes where none already existed. They they find an easy dupe. Uh, to push ideas onto, and then they pay them, and they give them a hotel room, mm-hmm. and they give them a fake bomb. Give a fake and, bomb. Yeah. It's very likely the entire user base of 4chan was like this one guy and a bunch of FBI, FBI. agents. Let's go to Bad Slave. He's and, on the line. And oh. bots. And sure. bots. Bots and FBI agents. Bad Slave. You're yeah, on Free Talk Live. I, uh, sure. Speaking very much of the uh, FBI's activities, People are saying that uh, that this Buffalo shooting was, you know, they, they knew he was uh, on the edge. And I mean, they actually, uh, in, uh, you know, uh, put put this guy in the mental hospital to. Well, he'd been evaluated he plenty was, of times uh, before. He threatened to shoot up his school correct. or something to that effect. And nothing yeah, ever came yeah. about. He was actually put in a mental and, ward. I didn't know that background on him. Yeah. I, hmm. Also, um, you know, you you go to the January sixth things. They say that that was also, you know, FBI sourced. You know, the, sure. The Gretchen, what's her name, in Michigan, uh, so-called kidnapping. This is this. You know, it it goes all the way back to. Uh, to uh, the uh, Oklahoma City bombing, I I think that there were, uh, you know, yeah. There's long been theories about uh, Oklahoma City and elsewhere. Thank you, that Bad was Slave, for the McVay, call. Right? Uh, ostensibly, yeah. Supposedly. I mean, he's the guy that went to prison for it. And they say there was another guy that was involved in it with him that never got caught. I don't think the FBI was involved in the January the 6th thing, to be honest, because... It, some, How do some, you explain them letting them in the side door? Something would have actually transpired, right? When, when the FBI is involved with these things, there is an actual mass shooting more often than not, or an actual well, no, kidnapping. The, the whole purpose or, of this was to justify more government, more troops in, in D.C., uh, more fear. Yeah, but if that was their plan, they 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 really if to achieve that, they really should have gone in there and killed a bunch of people. Well, that, that would have been the well, way to achieve that. Like it, this, is what they did here with you mean this the rioters or the security. Kill- I mean, if the FBI wanted more government and they they staged the entire January sixth thing or help plan it or whatever in order to create a need for more government. I don't think they really succeeded because... They, they're still talking about They're still dealing with this. Trials are still taking place as we There's speak. There's been a lot of claims that the FBI was absolutely involved. There are certain people that did not get arrested. Uh, this, you, had, this, you had one one particular clown who's out there inciting that they entered the building. And all the while, Alex Jones is saying, no, don't go in the building. Urgh. And then you had one guy out there who was like, yeah, we're here we go. Well, and the suspicion as to why they haven't arrested some of these people who they obviously can identify is because they were agents. 
And or, infor- or at least informants. Yeah. It just doesn't fit with the FBI and how they normally do things, though. I mean, they would have gone to this. Someone would have died. Normal- well, that's not, that's not necessarily true. In all of the terrorist so-called strikes that they've prevented, quote-unquote, the ones that they created in the first place, they didn't give those people real bombs and send them out to do real terror. They gave them a fake bomb and then arrested them as soon as the person accepts the the fake bomb. Well, you can't arrest them until they actually try something right. nefarious. Well, you could for conspiracy, but that gives them an extra charge when they actually take the, the first step. And, it's, and it makes the news. Otherwise, you sure. would never hear about it. Well, and so you've got those examples where no one died. Uh, and then you've got the uh, you know, just the whole idea of do they really want to kill their buddies? I mean, the people that are in D.C. they're their coworkers, right? I mean, okay, they certainly would if they felt like they needed to, but they were able to uh, to successfully get thousands of national guardsmen in the streets of D.C. simply by doing this one event. True. So. Um, and that's something I have not looked deeply into, but I have seen the footage from the inside of the Capitol building on, I think it was like one of the side doors, where a couple of pr- so-called protesters, who apparently are two of those who have not been arrested, are clearly, they clearly walk up to the side door and they try to open it, and then they look up at the camera. <laughs> I haven't seen this one. And that as though they are like communicating with whoever it is that is at the cameras who has control over the magnetic locks mm. on the doors. Kind of like how we were talking about jails. There's always somebody monitoring yeah. you know, the, the cameras and the doors. And, the, and then all of a sudden the door is unlocked. And huh. they're able to open the thing up and let a crowd of people come into uh, to the building. I haven't honestly. I haven't looked into whether or not it could have been staged by the FBI or planned by the FBI. There's a lot of people who are. I, I, I'm sure you know. There's evidence for it. I'm sure there's evidence against it. But to me, it doesn't fundamentally change anything whether it was or wasn't. I don't know if orchestrated I, by the FBI. I haven't been in solitary confinement for a year either. Mm-hmm. I mean, m- your ch- your mind might be changed if you were one of these clowns, just a just a normal old person who was just following the crowd. And decided you take yourself a little keepsake, you know, someone's pen off their desk or mm-hmm. you know whatever. And the next thing you know, the I keen mean, guy who went there, uh, he goes to prison tomorrow to serve his ninety-day sentence for and for what trespassing. I don't know exactly what the charge. Yeah, was. He let out, right? Dudes, dudes all over this country went to, who went to this event got suckered in. My, by the way, my dad was at this thing, not mm, in the wow. building. He was at, but he was at the uh, uh, the Trump event. Uh-huh. Um, and then uh, he, he, nowhere near the Capitol. But uh, yeah, this there's a lot of people who were just in the vicinity who got suckered into this, and this is all they're talking about. Mm. And 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 they're making it sound like this has never happened before. There have been plenty of events that have taken place at the Capitol: bombings, uh, you know, people storming the building with weapons. Uh, but not this many people. Wasn't there some Democratic? They, they bombed, like, the, they bombed the damn building up? in the past. Wasn't right. there a Democratic like intern or something whose car blew up? I, I have not heard that one. Okay. I could be mistaken. Well, I th- they have definitely blown this so far out of proportion. It's dumb. It's just stupid at this point. It's oh, like, yeah. why are you still talking about this? There are other things. There are other e- events that they're are taking getting place. Political, they're getting political points off of yeah, this. And people are feeding. There's a certain faction who are feeding. They feed off of this type of fear, this type of, you mm-hmm. know, uh, forewarning. Well, people like Kathy Hochul, the New York exactly. Democrat. Oh, and she probably doesn't. Just like Gretchen Whitmar that we were just talking about. Hochul probably doesn't give a flip, fly and flip about this. Mm-hmm. She, but she is definitely using it. This is how she's going to get reelected. Yep. Well, and now she's using uh, the the shooting in Buffalo 
as an excuse to demand that social media, quote, t- uh, the second it hits the platform, they have to identify when information like this needs to be taken down because this is spreading like wildfire. These theories that result in the radicalization of a young person sitting in their house is deeply scary, and it's something that has to be dealt with. So, okay, well, so what, don't so make what him do? sit we, in his house for two years during a lockdown then. Right? Yeah, you created this. Uh, so what do they do? They push it further underground by um, canceling out and causing people to have to go dark web. Right, because that's what you were saying earlier, Arya, is this guy got radicalized on 4chan which is where a bunch of these people hang out. And he specifically says it was during the lockdown when he got bored and had nothing, had nothing else, else to, do. to do. That's right. Uh, so if he were able to post about these ideas on social media, he might find someone to oppose him. There might Ooh, actually true. be people who disagree with him there. Whereas if it's on the, arc, uh, the dark net or the underground or you know 4chan, then you're going to just have a bunch of people piling on saying, yeah, buddy, you're right. Considering how, how many people just love, they, they live to argue on the internet. Sure. I can, I can guarantee you there'd be a, whatever group he'd be in, if he was open, There'd be some clown who'd be like, nope, I got to argue with this guy for the, for the next evening, for the next night. The number here is 603-283-6160. If you want to join us here, you can. You can bring up whatever's on your mind on Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. You can join us here at the number 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160 here tonight. It's Ian. Aria. And Conan. And you can join us online over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features waiting for you. You'll find them over there, and they're free. freetalklive.com. We do like freedom of speech here, and that means that uh, ugly speech needs to be protected. Of course, it's the hardest to defend because... No one wants to take the side of a lunatic shooter who murdered people over the weekend. I certainly don't agree with what this person believes. However, I no, think he's sh- wrong in countless ways. Yeah, I think he should have the right to express himself. Now, I do understand that places like Twitch and YouTube and you know Facebook or whatever, these are private forums. These are private property, and they can set whatever rules they want to. And they're big megatech corporations, so they're going to do whatever it is governesses like uh, Kathy Hochul demand that they do. The New York governor, she's saying she wants them to crack down the, quote, second it hits the platform, it needs to be taken down. She says that uh, she's talking about this replacement theory, which is popular on the far right. The doctrine holds that people of color are replacing whites with help from elites. She calls the theory truly disgusting. This is the thing I don't get, though. Like, even if all of this was true, because uh, the manifesto, it did say this, like, you know, I, I can't live in this world knowing that the white race is going to be extinguished and replaced. Like, okay, first of all, you won't even be alive when it happens, so what do you care? But even if you were going to be alive, what do you care what, what does it matter? Why, why are people so attached to this idea of, oh, my particular skin color must live on? I guess it's their only sense of identity. It's really sad. It is sad. Well, these are, this guy is an identitarian. Yeah. Uh, and not just a racist. He's a, you know, it's more, it's more sp- specific than that. And he, this is all he cares about. Um, I don't, I don't, I, 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 th- I think that these people, they see, uh, they see minority groups who have like a community. They have a family 
And I think that on some level, they might be envious. I think they might want that themselves. And so mm-hmm. they get together with their other white friends. And by the way, See, I did. See, but they're mistaken on that point. And that, that's where the big disconnect comes in. There are plenty of strong Italian communities, French communities, British communities, I, German communities. Well, they, I think these. I think, I think these. I think these displaced and by the way, identitarians could be any race. Mm-hmm. But sure. I think in, in this There's black nationalists, but, but they only but they only ever call out white identitarians. Sure, but well, um, I was explaining I, why. I, I, th- I think because we've white people, white heterosexuals in this country, have been demonized to such an extent that we don't we we don't want to be even. Some people don't even want to be identified that way anymore. So they find other they find other outlets and or the ones who are who are uh, knuckling under and they're they're putting their foot down. They say no, I'm not I'm not budging. They become this guy. They be, they start to build their own community, and I don't. If this guy even had friends, I mean, you which, were is, which might be Chris, part of the problem. You were on with Chris Cantwell on more than one occasion, yeah. and while I don't think he would describe himself as a leftist, as this person did, they clearly share a lot of beliefs. Uh, he was definitely uh, a social nationalist. He was an authoritarian. He was a white nationalist. He was a fascist. A fascist, and I think he would have said something to the effect of. The reason why it's important to them is because they believe that some races are better than others, right? Like, that's the definition of a racist, right? Someone who's a racist believes that a particular race is superior to other races. And while if you push Chris Cantwell, he will admit to you that he actually believes Jewish people are superior to white people. Yes, he will. He uh, has. Didn't he have, like... But didn't he have a bunch of Jewish girlfriends one no, after another? No, I don't think. No, he still hates of. them. Or is that just but, Hitler? Yeah. But he's realistic <laughs> enough. I mean, he knows if his ideology is correct, then they ha- the, the Jews have to be better at existing and thriving than white people in order for the Jews to be capable of exterminating white people. That, that's just all there is to it, right? Well, plus they're incredibly it, just, successful financially. And, yeah, it's just know, natural competition, right? But they still believe that white people are better than other races of people. And so to answer your question, uh, the, the, the reason is that they want to purify the race or whatever is they don't want any mixing going on to where those other races in their mind the inferior ones would then bring them down so that's what the whole that's my understanding of this whole racial purity did, did, did thing. this guy have any of that type of uh commentary in his manifesto i didn't read all the 180 pages i don't i, I, I think some of the some of these types that i have met in the past i think they're concerned with becoming the minority and becoming the bottom of the pyramid becoming and possibly becoming uh but they dis- also want to possibly becoming disposed of when they when they lose enough numbers enough strength that's just projection man i hey uh these are the type these are these are authoritarians that is this a concern is, of you know, these pe- people people who want to go invade other countries and want to build walls uh they are in fact projecting Yes, that, because that because, is, because they would why do i need to build a wall because uh, otherwise because keep out the other yeah, which is exactly what they want to do. They want to go invade right. other countries and take their their resources. So, well, this guy claims he doesn't want to invade other countries. He claims that everyone should separate, so therefore the you know different races can live in different places. He and, thinks that the United States is a white country, and he and he wants to make it. He wants to restore its whitehood and make sure that it stays white through violence, if he, necessary. He wrote, and I'm not exaggerating, I'm not lying, he thinks, he legitimately believes that black people invaded the United States. <laughs> he, he specifically says this, you know, that I don't mind black people, I just think it's wrong that they invaded the United States. Like, oh, what the? Well, he, he's so wrong in so many ways that he reaches that point where he's just not even wrong. He's just 
a lunatic. Now, it, sure. all right, so we're, he so here people. we are uh, promoting free speech and preventing this type of person from being pushed underground into the shadows where he could... Which is what the governor of New York is, wants. Exactly. So if we are going to have 100% full free speech where this guy could be on... He could be on Facebook right now where my mom is mm-hmm. and he's, he's spouting this type of nonsense... Would there would do you think there would actually be help for this this type of person? Do you think that this would uh, be fixed, be fixable, or would it never even occur in the first place because he wouldn't have been no, it's pushed, easily pushed into the dark? Poe's law says that the best way to get the correct answer on the internet is to give the incorrect answer. And the reason I say Poe's law is because, because that's incorrect. Because you, of all the people who want to come out and if you post that statement on Facebook, you will immediately Within within an hour, is, have someone come and say, "No, that's not Poe's law. That's actually X's law." Because I don't remember what it oh, okay. uh, what it actually is. But it's one hundred percent true. People cannot stand to see someone on the internet who they think is wrong. I didn't know there was a word for it. That makes I that, that's, that's what I said earlier. It makes perfect sense. So yeah, um, okay. Well, I just I just answered my question. Uh, but no, Hochul. You're on the wrong track here. This is not what this is not what you wanted. And like well, I said, she is on the right track as an authoritarian. As an authoritarian. And by the way, that's I, what I, she does. As I said earlier, I don't believe that she cares two flips about this guy or the people who died. No, she it, cares about power. Oh yeah, she cares about control. As does Chuck Schumer, who they also cite in this story from Boston Herald. He also called for the crackdown uh, by social media. "Quote: We must address the disturbing reality that the internet and social media enable." purveyors of evil to spread their wicked words to poison the minds of others so all this language around well language all poison going down the rabbit hole and it's oh it's spreading purveyors of evil these are they're talking about free speech and they're using terms like this to literally demonize Speech. They've been saying for years, though, that hate speech isn't free speech. So th- this is just a more. Di- I mean, once they got people to accept that idea, even if it wasn't widely accepted, it it, it just became a matter of time before they were actually weaponizing that and putting that to use in order to prevent that free speech from being heard. I I'm with you, man. Hate speech. It sucks. It's evil, and we should counter it with our own speech. So that's it. I mean, that's basically the story. And and you know the the mainstream. Big tech corporations, they're going to they're gonna hop in line and they're going to do all this stuff. So Because because the, the Zuckerbergs of this world, they also want this this type of power. Because mm-hmm. um, who knows where he's... You know. And they want to cozy up with the politicians, too. You know, they want to they be buddy-buddy uh, with these politicians so they can be protected by them, is what they believe. So, that's that story. If you want to weigh in, you can join us here at 603-283-6160. It's Cunningham's Law, by the way. The best way to get the right answer on the internet is not to ask a question, it's to post the wrong answer. <laughs> and it, that's absolutely I correct. I love it. I've never experience. heard that one. Yeah. You know what? Have you ever, there's, so you have Quora, uh, where you ask a Quora question. Quora was yeah. the first place I ever heard about Cunningham's Law. Yeah, but... I, for whatever reason, when I look at that site, it always seems to me there's at least one answer in there somewhere that is just so completely backwards wrong. Mm. It's like, are you trolling? Or did you, or maybe this is, what you is it called? Know. Maybe it is coming hands where someone actually put the wrong answer on purpose uh, just, to, just to get the, the you know, the guy, someone who's going to write a thesis, they're going to write a whole <laughs> article on the, on the answer to, I don't know, whatever, whatever. whatever was asked. Man, I used to love Quora, though. Bef- before they monetized and mm. everyone's answers became hidden behind a paywall that because, sucks. oh, I want to make three cents oh, instead of sharing information. Damn. And before they got taken over by the left during the Trump campaign, it was such an amazing sight. <laughs> we got more coming up here. Conan wants to get into uh, The, the Handmaid's, Handmaid's Tale. Tale. What is it? 
Maybe I don't, I'm not that familiar with it. I, I I heard there was a TV show. It's about babies, barren women, and uh, dystopian sort of fascist uh, thing. dystopian liberal future. Yeah, we'll talk about it on the way here. If you want to join us, 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off. Now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live, kicking off the second hour of the program. You're invited to join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. Whether you want to talk about a potential crackdown on speech, which has already been going on for years on big tech platforms. Now, uh, the New York governor is demanding they crack down even harder on stuff like uh, what this Buffalo shooter believed. Taking advantage of a tragedy. Yep. The supposed uh, replacement theory was what he was advocating in his 180 page long manifesto. Which, by the way, we've linked to. Uh, I'm over... curious why the mainstream media is calling it replacement theory. That that's not what these people call it, isn't it? I thought no, I, I thought it was. It's white talking... genocide. It's... He uses the term replacement in his uh, manifesto. Chat room, correct us. There's enough of you crazies in there. You know all of this. They're the first people. When I couldn't find the manifesto, I went straight to the chat room. I was like, which one of you people has it? Has a copy of this. I know, I know one of them. And sure enough, one of them did. But I ended up finding it before one of them finally got back to me. Yeah. The word replacement appears by the second page Okay, in this thing. Or are, they, or are they using both? Many more times. And it's actually on the second page many times. Uh, so, yeah, he's all into that. Okay. Uh, anyway. I just thought they called it white genocide. Yeah. Well, okay, good, good, good. Yeah, he might call it that too. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, if you want to weigh in on that, you still can. Uh, let's see. We're going to go to the phone calls though first. And then Conan's going to tell us about the hand. And by the way, chat room, I understand it means replacing white ones with immigrants. I'm talking, <laughs> what did they use? Do they use white genocide or do they use replacement theory or do they use both? Because I replacement theory is new to me. Both. Uh, after talking about replacements, he then says this is white genocide. So it's all tied into the same same thing. Replacement theory is probably just their better sounding version of it, right? Maybe so. Uh, let's go to your phone calls and thoughts. Stephen in Georgia, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Hey, um, two things. One, y'all were talking about what a racist is earlier. Um, and I think that you, you missed something that is rather important. Racism is a spectrum, right? So, is it? I grew up being told. 
like not me being told, but my sisters being told not to date black men. And then my uncle believed that none of Jesus, dude, where are you from? Georgia. Okay. Yeah. I'm from Mississippi, and even we... It it was unspoke. It was understood. You know, Dad would be really upset if my sister did, but there was never any command or order like oh. you're talking about. So I, I I'm just surprised to hear that. Go ahead. So my my sisters were told, but me and my brothers were not. My uncle told all of his children. Well, it probably right, was didn't... definitely understood that you, Stephen, were not allowed to date black men. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, I'll. Absolutely. But, like, there was never any, like, it was not okay to, like, say the N-word. It was not okay to be racist. Like, besides that, like, that was the that was the line that my family drew. And whites were not marry non-whites. Well, right? no, I, I got to disagree line. with you. You said racism is a spectrum. It's absolutely not. It's very clearly defined as the belief that one race is superior or inferior to the other. Now, what you're saying is that people's expression of racism exists on a, on a spectrum, meaning that your family okay. wasn't willing to go this far and say the N-word, but they were willing to tell their daughters not to date uh, black people. Well, by the, but, by the dictionary definition, is that racism? I know what racism means today. It's something completely different. Is you, what racism? My, telling your my, daughters my, not to date black people? Correct. Well, it would depend. If the reason why they're saying that is because they believe that black people are inferior, right. then yes, it absolutely is racism. And I suspect if you got an honest answer out of them, that is what they would say. Because I can't imagine them cooking up some other reason. Like, what would what could the other reason possibly be? I mean, I well, realize that's the difference, but I disagree with it ideologically. I think that racism is... I, I don't believe that superiority and inferiority have to play into it, right? If you firmly believe that, you know, a... a there is a fundamental difference between people on the basis of race that makes you a racist, right? No. Well, See, that's I know that's, that's not what the it is. That's what the new definition. That's, how that's I what that's what 2022's it. definition is. Mm-hmm. If you think there are differences, you no, then, no, 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 no. There are differences between individuals, but to point to there those are also differences, differences say, between races, and black make, people that, have more melanin in their skin. But but saying that makes you a racist. No, it doesn't. The day into date by the day's standards, it does. Well, but that's false. But Correct. race Correct. is also yeah. a spectrum that isn't really a thing in the first place. Uh, there, but there are. I mean, as, take, as, take as, every as, human being and, and arrange them according to skin color, and find me the exact line where a person stops being white and they start being black. No one can do it. Sure, it's hard. It's, to, it's a fruitless task. Same right? thing's true between white and, or sorry, between hot and cold. Right. So it's I mean, all just a spectrum. We can take the whitest person and put them next to the blackest black person and say, okay, well, these are clearly different races. But okay, but there's a huge, there's seven billion other people out there that are between those two. And at what point are you going to draw the line and say this person's white and this person's black? To me, it, it's just. A category that humans made up. Sure, there there so are it, it's not just the, it, there it, are genetic lines and there are differences between these genetic lines and stuff like that. But the idea of race and how it's so heavily based on skin color is just yet, absolute and, nonsense. Exactly. But why sure. do people spend so much of their day thinking about it? Because and picking which race they identify with. I but, wish we could just eliminate. I like what you're saying here, Arya. I wish we could eliminate the concept and just talk about the human race talk, talk instead. About, and individuals. And individuals. There's no doubt about it. But, but pe- people clump themselves into these communities, into yeah. these groups, and they want to be a part of some tribe, some group, because that's 
Well, I mean, evolution. even though there's tremendous differences within the black community, right? Like right. some people who are black are conservative. Some people who are black are not conservatives and well, so on. Right? Biden, like, Biden was clear. Those people aren't really black. <laughs> <laughs> so, so at the end of the day. Uh, Biden decides uh, what race you are. Well, sure. So, politicians so, want to divide people. They want politicians want to keep racism alive. Oh as hell much yeah! As they talk as much as they talk against it. The pitchfork bearers versus them. the the torch bearers yeah, keep them, them keep them busy fighting amongst themselves, and they can go off and do whatever the hell they want. Stephen, any other thoughts? Go ahead. Um. So, in my family, the idea was that we weren't superior; we were just different. Um. So there, like, I I think there's a spectrum, right? Um, but I also agree with Aria that race is a spectrum, right? Um, but the the one thing that really concerns me, I want to talk about this just for a moment. Do does anybody else think that there are politicians who have lawyers and contract writers and lawmakers that just work around the clock writing bills in case something happens? Yes, I'm sorry, they have that. That's why the the yeah. Patriot, Act. Patriot Act was written many many years yeah. before nine eleven. Okay. And by the way, that was, was Biden's. Really that was Biden. Oh no, it was Biden or McCain's? Mm, uh, no, I don't remember. One of these. One of these clowns. Stephen, thanks, man, okay. for the call. By, by the way, Steve, it. how many how many of your relatives, your close relatives, of uh, uh, ended up having relationships with black people? Um, two, and they're not talked to by their parents. Unfortunately, I talk to them. But you see, <laughs> is it because the, is it because they've had relationships with black people that their parents don't associate with them, or is it just unrelated stuff? Um, I think one was I'm going to sleep with this black man because I want to like make my parents angry, and then the other one was um, one of my cousins was in a relationship with a black man. Her brother dropped the N word. Nobody scolded the brother. She got upset. Um, and when she I thought, married, th- I thought you were taught not to say the N word in your family. Um, no, my mom would have smacked the, like the stupid out of my mouth, but he had a different mom because we're oh, okay. cousins. Gotcha. Sorry. We're not I missed that. Family. Yeah. Ari, yeah. <laughs> okay. your first, uh, explanation growing up in the deep South, uh, I saw so many mixed race couples and yeah. almost every one of the white girls who was with a black man. It almost seemed it seemed half of them were just to spite the dad, hmm. the, the dad who was, in fact, a racist. Yeah. Thank you, Stephen, for the call tonight. Um, whether his family was racist or not, using the excuse that, oh, well, they're different as an excuse for, oh, well, this is why we're not racist. We just don't want you to hang around with people who are, quote unquote, different. All right. So now your parents are bigots. Biggest on the basis of race. I think there's yeah. a word for that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> More coming up here at 603-283-6160. You can share your thoughts. Bring up whatever's on your mind here on Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Inviting you to join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's Ian. Aria. And Kermit. Of course, you can join us online anytime you want. Head over to freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that we have for you there. We're going to go back into your phone calls and thoughts. And then Conan wants to talk about The Handmaid's Tale. It's... A book and apparently a, a TV series. Is it? Is it Netflix? 
that's doing I think him it's Hulu. 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 Okay. Uh, so we'll talk about that and why that's relevant. Why you're bringing it up? You By mentioned the, way, the book, Conan, and I, I'm hating myself for it. I, I have plenty of time. I don't want to watch the series, but I'd absolutely read the book. Well, hold on. I don't know why it never occurred to me to do that. Hold off on that. We'll get into we'll, it. We'll get into that. But before we, while we're yeah. still on the concept, uh, the uh, the conversation of race, and I'm looking at yeah. We have so many damn chat rooms, it's hard to keep up, because I'm having to flip through all of them. Okay. I wish we had one localized group. But anyways, uh, in our Odyssey chat room, uh, Logical Cynical mentioned that actually the replacement theory is a left... Of course, this guy was left, so I mean, but it's... We're, we're, we're asking what the difference is between white genocide and replacement theory. Uh, replacement theory is a left uh, ideology, which, which focuses on replacing white workers... With immigrants, uh, if you go around this country, even in our own town here, you'll hear the local mayor and whatnot, uh, and, and and especially left-leaning individuals who realize that there's a Ponzi scheme problem. There is a social security problem where we don't have enough workers, and so they're always going on about how we need to bring in migrants, immigrants, refugees uh, from other countries. From these war-ravaged countries, mm-hmm. which, by the way, are probably war-ravaged, done with missiles that were purchased uh, from American uh, uh, companies. Sure. Uh, so you're always hearing these this argument that we need to bring these people in to prop the the Ponzi scheme up. Uh, so this is, uh, I and I agree with this. I think that this is, in fact, uh, you know, the the people they might not say it themselves. The people who want to bring refugees in this country are not going to say that it's all about replacement theory, but that's what the naysayers will say that it is. It's a it's a left leaning um, uh, thought process that involves bringing more, basically bringing more worker drones into the country. So I guess the difference between like libertarians is that I don't want to bring refugees and immigrants here. I just don't care if they come here. Whereas I'm not actively out there trying to recruit refugees and immigrants. I just have the libertarian perspective. Hey, if they want to come here, let them come here. If they want to, if they want to come here and be a part of the community, great. Now the problem is, and this is what the white genocide types and the replacement theory is going to are going to say, is that well, what social programs are they taking advantage of? That has been offered to them as get a, rid of as the a, social a, programs, and, and well, you get rid of that problem. Yeah, if you exactly, if you re, <laughs> if you remove all that nonsense, uh, they will only come here to better themselves and to become part of the community to want to be part and wanted to be part of it. I don't not- believe very many people are coming here because they they want to be mooches off the stage. I, I think that's I think I've that's never met immigrants like that. Overblown right wing talking point. I grew I up in Florida them. and we had every type of Latin American, Hispanic uh uh type you can think of and I've met some some really great people. Yeah. Hard and workers. It's, it's hard and hard ass workers. Much, much harder working, mm-hmm. especially especially some of the uh, older Mexicans that, that I knew much harder working than oh, yeah. you know my white neighbors yeah, i encountered more hispanic immigrants when i lived in the south and they they were generally farmers and they they worked hard cuz i mean if you're farming in mississippi you're not having a good time anybody who, hard anybody sweating. who farms true is typically working hard but here most of the immigrants i know are like middle eastern and stuff like that and they're all extremely productive people more more, entrepreneurial yeah the only people i know here in new hampshire and this was generally true in mississippi who subsisted largely off of welfare they were white let's go to your phone calls and thoughts uh we'll talk to on the spectrum they were they were white (laughs) sarah in new mexico you're on free talk live hello sarah Yes, um, have you heard that story that that Superman story was actually inspired by the story of Moses? No, so never that, heard that one. You mean it, mean he was put in a in an ark, a basket, and he was 
found by a woman who raised him as her son. Yeah, that's oh, a, okay. I see that. But he was, well, and he was also a messiah figure. So you've got that yeah, connection. He was like a, well, the thing is that the couple that sold the the rights to Superman, they were actually a Jewish couple, from what I was told. So huh. I learned, yeah, they so they knew the Bible story pretty well, the Old Testament. So um, now the now, 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 like Superman a, is a hundred. That's a hundred year old comic. This wow. is they were making Superman when it was black and white. So I mean, are we talking about the what creators are you talking about? Well, weren't there people that sold the copyrights to that story so they couldn't make the once they sold the rights, they could not collect the royalties and they sold it for like a thousand two hundred dollars like eighty years ago? There were there were a Jewish couple. So Are you a big comic book as, fan or something, Sarah? No, I, I I learned this from going to the Legacy Church. It was part What's of that? the that church that was the the uh it was the a church preaching. where Sarah almost died because someone tested positive, right? <laughs> well, that was the well. That church was um, fined ten thousand dollars because they they refused to follow the the mask rule. This they was the, the church that you called about a few weeks ago because they were the only ones that were willing to pick you up from your house and bring you to church. Right, and then I was sitting on the the van with the COVID virus for twenty minutes. I know, and, Sarah, uh, you must have been terrified. <laughs> Yeah, thank you for well, your service. Out. How are you coping with the PTSD from this? Well, you know, I ran out and got a booster shot at Walgreens. That's how <laughs> I coped. Yeah. Um, so have anyway, you been back? So that, well, I, I went there this last Sunday, and they were so nice. And the guy bought us donuts and coffee because we had an hour before the service started. So I'm just really grateful. They seem know? like they're a lot nicer to you than you are to them, for sure. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I'm seeing that. And so now what did they say about this? couple the right, superman right. couple okay so the superman story was kind of very similar to moses is that remember the superman with the planet was going to blow up so their parents put that little baby the superman baby on the rocket ship and then they flew them into earth and then the earthly parents found them and raised them um yeah that, and, 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 and that's where the the connection ends. ends that's it <laughs> because the, no, but, but the thing is but the thing is that he became a superhero and saved and rescued a lot of yeah, people but moses wasn't moses a superhero uh, but, but but sarah I mean, what so, you're pointing out here is that there really are no new ideas and pretty much everything is kind of repackaged over time thanks for the call tonight appreciate it let's go to major Payne. you're on free talk live go ahead hey just wanted to give your uh listeners a head heads up if they're having trouble with your listen line i'm i've called in many times and it'll say this this uh, thing is offline, and then you call back, and I'll get right through. Well, this time I called three times, and it said it was offline. So that made my one eyebrow go up, so I waited about 30 seconds and called in, and then I got through. Well, of course, they did the five seconds of dead air thing a couple times, but then a little while later they came on and said, this program is offline. And they said it like five, six yeah, times. Yeah, it sucks. I, I, yeah, I, you, I've heard about these complaints, and every time I go to look into it, I call it up, and then it's working again, and it's just like... Where, oh. where is Major Payne located? Is he out in the middle of the wilderness? Where? I don't know. He's in Michigan. He has, a, he has phone service, but he doesn't do the internet or anything like that. Because so. they won't even run internet to him because it's so spotty out there? I think I think he just chooses not to do it. I'm not I sure. I would have to really find out who it is that even provides these lines. It's been so long since I've been in, in touch with them, uh, and ultimately it's a free service, so it's like, you know, you get what you pay for. 
for, basically. I, I think he was calling in about something important. Uh, we'll uh, continue with uh, Major Payne. Your calls and thoughts are welcome. And we'll get into The Handmaid's Tale. Conan wants to talk about it coming up here in moments. This is Free Talk Live. Insight Daily Radio. Conversations with today's most interesting artists and creators. Author, humorist, and radio personality Garrison Keillor has been a fixture in popular culture since the 1970s with more than 30 best-selling books and his Prairie Home Companion radio program. And he has a new book entitled Boomtown, a Lake Wobegon novel. We caught up with Garrison to chat about his new book and the creative journey that continues to bring Lake Wobegon to life. Early morning is the greatest time. It wasn't always that way. And I don't know what changed things. I quit alcohol in 2002. That might have something to do with it. Uh, But you wake up at 5 o'clock, 5.30 in the morning in a quiet, dark apartment, and I put on the coffee, and I sit down, and out of your sleep, out of your dream life, come ideas. That's author and humorist Garrison Keillor, whose new book, Boomtown, a Lake Wobegon novel, has just been released and is now available wherever books are sold. Free Talk Live. Phones are open here at 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Tonight, you've got Ian. Aria. And Conan. You can join us online over at freetalklive.com. Lots of features are there for you, including podcasts. You can follow our podcast of uh, whichever preference you have. There are different options over at feeds.freetalklive.com. Just copy the link that you want to subscribe to. Put it into your podcast client of choice, and then you will receive all the episodes of Free Talk Live as they are released. Go to feeds.freetalklive.com to do that. We go back to Major Payne in Michigan. Major, were you calling about something uh, something else tonight? Yeah, I was, but but you never let me get the last sentence on that last gig. After they had said that you guys were offline four, five, six times, instead of hanging up, I held on, and the program came back on. So what I'm saying Crazy. is be patient and I'll them, right? Um, yeah, I think there's um, like five people that use the listen line, though. So I, I suspect most of our listeners find this completely irrelevant. But thanks for the report. Uh, what were you- I love the ad, the ad spot that we run for the listen line, though, because it's like, if you don't have internet, you didn't download the podcast, you're out in the middle of nowhere, and you can't do anything about And there's like this long list of things that have <laughs> right. to be true. And it's like, Why you, you can this. still listen to the show. <laughs> so it, it's awesome. Uh, I'm yeah. glad it's there. I'm glad it exists. The last two commercial spots, you advertised the listen line, and there was trouble with it, so I figured I'd give you all the heads go. up. All right, what else? All right. Well, as far as the hatred for the Jews and races and such, the hatred for the Jews goes back to ancient times because they were all tribal, and they taught their children, you know, numbers and how to read and whatnot before you could uh, have your bar mitzvah or bat mitzvah, depending on if you were a boy or a girl, you had to be, you know, lettered and such. They had to be able to 
tell the name of their ancestors all the way back to Adam before they could have their little 13th birthday party there and become a man. I don't know that so, it was uh, envy, though. That seems to be what you're suggesting. Um, it, my understanding of, you know, the Old Testament is not saying this is true of people today, but the Jews really liked to start wars back then. And well, th- this is were, their I, own accounting of what happened then, and they're constantly starting wars with people according to the Bible. They, they were conquered many times and dispersed over the world, but no matter where they went, they stayed together, and wherever they went, they were lettered. So they were generally smarter than the people that they were replacing. You know, they they get work their ways into the royal courts and such. It's rumored quite uh, notoriously that uh, Christopher Columbus was a Jew that weaseled his way into the Spanish court, and it, it goes back to being lettered. I mean, if you can't count your gold, how are you going to know if you're being cheated? I don't know. If that's, I why they became, <laughs> that's why they became bankers and, and you know, uh, lawyers and all this kind of thing. I mean, there's probably something within Jewish culture that does, you know, drive people to be, you know, professionals and good at that sort of thing. We see the same thing in Mormonism. If you go to Utah or Nevada, a ton, probably 90 percent of the attorneys that you interact with are going to be Mormons because it's it's just within their cultural drive. And this is it's the same reason that there are so many Asian kids going to colleges that. At super advanced colleges on, on and you know with math scholarships or whatever because they're really good at math they just have that cultural drive to excel and to be better it's well, more a matter of mo- culture than anything even in most of the oriental races they have a harder worth ethic and they, they put more value in education but then uh, who then then most of the white people you were talking about on welfare let's put it okay quite frankly um but I'll give you that because, you know, when I think about these these racist people, the, these racist white people who just, they, they may not call themselves racist, but like we were talking about with, um, I think, who? Steven. Steven's family. They, they don't call themselves racist, but they're definitely racist. I think about my father, mm-hmm. who's, he wouldn't call himself racist, but he absolutely is. And he's the biggest welfare whore I know. Mm. Major, well, thanks everybody for. Everybody wants to have somebody to look down their nose at. Yeah, this is that's true. It. And they also want to be a part of a tribe. Because, you know, it's all a sports ball. Interesting it's points. It's all my to... team is better than yours, and let's just fight, 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 fight Well, that's all true long. for people who, you know, if they have nothing to be proud of, then that's what they have that's to it. do. They have to yeah. resort to nationalism or racism or religion. Or ancestry. Or ancestry. Something that they themselves have not done to accomplish. So sure. actually... Oh, I was born this way. I'm glad, I'm glad that was I'm mentioned, because you know what? That's the problem. There aren't enough no individuals. There aren't enough individuals with their own accomplishments who are basically working to make themselves themselves better, mm-hmm. uh, and they don't have to rely on my group, my family, my country, my sports team. Yeah. And it's you know this is me. This is who I am, and you know. Thank you, Major Payne, for the call tonight. Appreciate it. Uh, the number is 603-283-6160. Conan, you got into the Handmaid's Tale. What inspired you to pick this book up? Well, you know what. It's 2022. It is. Uh, I look around and uh, with Roe versus Wade and Trump and all of these events, uh, either I'm seeing a pink pussy hat on on protesters, on activists, and or I'm seeing the handmaid's outfit because these people, uh, a, a, a specific group of people who uh, don't like me and I don't really like them either, uh, they have claimed that we are becoming the handmaid's tale the 
the uh, uh, dystopian future that is dystopian patriarchy, uh, where Trump's Trump's legacy is becoming real, and uh, and we have to be fearful of this fact. Okay, so so that gives so, Trump way too much credit to think that Trump had a notable legacy. I'm sure that makes Trump very happy. The, the God Emperor it. Trump, of course, he has a legacy. The Trump people believe that. No, um, oh, not yeah. any more so than any other president. Hey, you though. know what? I don't know what it's. I don't know why the people love him. He's a good troll. That's why I. He's I, entertaining. I like looking at his tweets. I hope he gets back on Twitter one day. But take the same, a, the same thing with Elon Musk. But you know what? I I, I don't get it. I don't. I accept that. Uh, if you get into mass formation, he has become the leader of the right mm-hmm. of these hypnotized people uh, to, and has rallied them to help fight the other, the enemy, which is that these people who are dressing up with, in handmaid's outfits. I remember some of the stuff he said while campaigning about Hispanics, man, and it continues to baffle me that he ever became president while saying openly saying things on national radio like, you know, I've. The, the people coming over their border, they're, they're rapists, they're drug dealers, they're... they're and meanwhile, and meanwhile I run into Hispanics all the time who are Trumpers. Yeah, mm. and, and then he goes, and some of them are probably good people. Like, just a stowaway line, it's like, dude, he became president while saying that Mexicans mm. are rapists and drug dealers and serial killers. What were you going to say, Ian? Well, I just want to know about this Handmaid's Tale. I mean, you're saying people are predicting that it's happening. Can you tell us about what well, it I, is? So, so basically, I have... No, I, you know, I'm a dystopian guy. I read all mm-hmm. these books. Uh, and uh, I just want to understand my enemy better. Okay. Uh, and of course, I had uh, you know I was working the last two weeks, and I had lots of time to. I didn't read it, by the way. I listened to audiobook. Okay. the audiobook. It was narrated by I guess the girl who who plays in the show. Oh. I think her name is Emma Stone or something or Emma something. Hmm. Um. So here's my takeaway. Uh, first and foremost, have you guys ever? Uh, th- and by the way, uh, disclaimer: I read, I listened to the 1985 book, The Handmaid's Tale. I have not seen the show, nor mm. will I. Oh, okay. Uh, and I have not read any of the other p- m- books in the series, which I will not. How many are there? I think there's three. There okay. may be there may be more, but uh, so so I don't know anything about what the show has uh, tried to convey. I know what the book. What I've gotten out of the book, which mm-hmm. is, I think it was 10 hours, so it's a short book. Um, have you guys, are you guys familiar with the Harle- Harlequin romance novels? I am, yeah. The ones with Fabio on the front? Yep. And there are thousands of these things? Yeah. <laughs> and they're, and they're, they're, they're thousands, dirt yeah. cheap. I, sell- I read my first romance novel while I was in jail. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I sell- read mine when I worked at a casino long, long ago. So <laughs> someone left one in a room and it just ended up in one of the rooms, at one of our storage rooms, and you know, we don't have anything else to do. So I was they're like, I'm going to re- grab this and read it. It's, oh man, They're it absolutely ridiculous i as you as you guys know i sell books online Mm -hmm. i do not sell harlequin romance novels because they're so dirt cheap and there's so many of them people leave them on the side of the road because they're they're ridiculous all right having so you know that this book margaret atwood's the handmaid's tale is a harlequin romance rape fantasy the Mm. entire book every other page is nothing but sex 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 with her oppressors wow all right. <laughs> I don't know that that's been conveyed in the show. Hmm. I would I, imagine not. Well, let's talk know. about that in a second. Now, if you've seen the show, you want to weigh in, you're welcome to join us here. 603-283-6160. You can join us on the radio here on Free Talk Live.
It's Free Talk Live. You can join us here. Bring up whatever is on your mind at 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's Ian. Aria. And Conan. And you can join us online anytime you want. Just head over to freetalklive.com. You can follow our social media and post on our site. It's social.freetalklive.com. It's our own server. We run a Mastodon server, which means it is open source. It's free. You can it's federated, so you can con- connect with other people on other Mastodon servers all across the planet. It's a very very cool system, and because we run this, uh, the thing, it means you've got more freedom to express yourself over at social.freetalklive.com. That's social.freetalklive.com. Let's go to your phone calls and thoughts, and then we'll get back into the Handmaid's Tale. Conan's uh, on a roll about Re- this. Read of the week. Yeah, he's uh, he's read it and he didn't like it. I, think, like. I thought it was dumb. All right, so let's go to Nick in Pennsylvania. You're on Free Talk Live, Nick. Uh, yes, hello guys. Uh, hope you all are doing well tonight. Sure. What's on your mind? I, I mostly wanted to discuss uh, the whole issue with regards to white nationalism, especially given the shooting that had taken place recently. And I, I really wanted to ask both of you guys because I had seen Aria. Uh, talking to uh, Chris Cantwell, that guy from all those years ago, yeah. and crazy guy, I know. <laughs> but I wanted to really know from you all, do you all see this sort of thing just rising and becoming a very prevalent threat? No. No. If anything, it's if anything, it's getting less. Now, now, the media is making it out to be the most horrific event that has taken place in our lifetimes, and that if we're not careful, it's going to uh, basically, it's basically there's a white nationalist right across the street from me, and and he's on the internet right now planning and plotting. Uh, and if we're not if we're not careful, he's going to burn down the Capitol building of New Hampshire because uh, it all in the name of uh, white nationalism. That's what they're leading us to believe. But uh, no, I I grew up in the deep south. I actually grew up with other. Because that's what we get a lot from uh, commenters that we're three white people in a room in New Hampshire with mm-hmm. a very, very uh, low diversity uh, uh, ratio. Mm-hmm. Uh, I grew up in the Deep South. I have actually experienced uh, r- r- racism uh, inflicted upon me, hmm. like in a like in a horrific bad in a bad way. Um, but they call you honky. Yeah. No, no, no. I was I was about to get my I was about to get my ass whooped because wow. I was in the wrong side of town. Okay. And um, you were white, and I was white. Another thing as well that I also wanted to ask is just, do you really think that all this censorship and everything is going to backfire and that it's actually going to stoke more people into becoming, you know, and thinking that maybe because those voices are being censored, that maybe it's adding some brand of legitimacy to them? Well, what it does do, and I think we touched on this earlier, is it does create an echo chamber. So because these people are forced out of mainstream platforms they're not allowed on facebook they're not allowed on twitch or twitter or whatever and that's what the government wants to continue and wants to in, uh, increase is uh, excising these people from any kind of polite conversation any kind of actual uh, places where they could find opposition and uh, so that's going to push them into an underground it's going to push them onto places where only their type of people exist as you had said earlier, Arya, had this person bothered to do any research claim, you know, on the claims that he started to believe, he would have seen all kinds of other alternatives. That uh, I think he- it's more insidious than that, though, because it, it adds resentment to it. And from this guy's point of view, you know, white people are under attack. They're being assaulted, and it's because they're white. They're not allowed to have, you know, white culture, white identity, and all of that. So 
banning the people who say that, who believe that, and want to talk about that plays into it. It just reinforces that in their heads. It, it, It makes them... I don't want to say it proves them right because they're not right, but it makes them believe that it it confirms their belief. You have another element to this, and it's called the Streisand effect. When you try to remove something from the conversation forcefully, Mm -hmm. all you do when you mention it is everyone and their sister's brother is Googling it right now and they're talking and they're thinking about it. Now, you know, we've talked, we said two, two terms this evening that don't get mentioned a whole lot, white genocide and replacement theory. How many people had to Google that just now? And now they're people who didn't ever think about this before. And now it's actually a concept that's out there. And now you have people who are like, wait, hold on. That kind of, I kind of identify with that. Only because you have the Hochul's of this world who are trying to suppress it, who are actually, and, but, but maybe they mention it. Maybe they, maybe they're talking about it and it's actually creating buzz. Uh, and, and it's also, which is what they want. They want the pitchforkers and the torchbearers fighting with each other all the time. So, the, so all eyes are not on these politicians, these lawmakers who are dictating our lives. I mean, it's also pointless, right? Yeah. It's the year 2022, as you said earlier, and they still haven't completely eliminated the theory that the earth is flat. They, they, this idea persists. And it, th- there are still people who worship the, the Greek gods, the Norse gods. They're rare, but they, they exist. Sure. This, I- this concept that, you know, we can somehow banish this idea of white supremacy. If we just, if we just keep going out on attack and banning it from this platform and that platform, suddenly one day we'll magically eradicate it from human existence. That's absolute nonsense. They'll always find somewhere to talk about it. It's going to make it worse. Um, but I don't think it's ever going to get to the point of any kind of serious threat, Nick, uh, especially if people can remain armed. I did see there was an interview apparently with a black gentleman outside of the grocery store in Buffalo who pointed out that if more people had guns, this thing wouldn't have gone as far as it did. This is true. That your safe spaces don't work. Absolutely. Nick, I mean, Chris else? Cantwell yeah. never attacked anyone, and well, I suspect the reason was yeah. because he was he regularly interacted with so many peace advocate advocates who you know kept him from jumping over that ledge. I don't know that, but I yeah, suspect that played a hand. I'd like to believe that. Sure, Nick. Uh, other thoughts? Yeah, I, I just wanted to get back to what Conan had said about like the Streisand effect and all that, and how you know. Pretty much, you don't really know very many white nationalists or anything like that. But what just scares me is just that, like, that's all the whole plan here is it's basically to try and bring this massive amount of attention to it and to further drive and drive people apart. Yeah, I think that's all. This is what this is. This is the drive a wedge between some groups. Actually create the the nazis basically mm. so and, and and it's not just race you know. it's they're working on ev- they're the globalists uh, the elite they're working on every single wedge that they can possibly inflict you know whether it be race whether it be class whether it be sex uh it's yeah. it's and it's wor- and it's working <laughs> and really- but i still don't like you, you're you, but you mentioned whether we think this is worse than it's ever been nah i think it's i think it's about what it's always been I tend to agree yeah, with that. I, I guess I'm more so worried about like the the future, you know, just because. <laughs> I mean, I've I've seen I've seen that. news coverage of people being water hosed down, uh, and dogs set on them, and people just walking out of their out of their their uh, their mob and striking activists. Uh, I don't see that. This is and this is from 50, 60 years ago. I don't see anything like that now, except a lot of microaggressions. Oh, some dude cut in front of me at the line. <laughs> He's racist. Well, I'll tell you what, Nick, there's no point in in worrying about it because it's not going to make anything any better. There are actions that you can take 
to try to make a better future for yourself. So, you know, depending on what your belief system is, you could migrate. And, I would just say, hmm? yeah, I would definitely say the, the number one cure for this kind of thing is definitely humor. And I, I think Aria did a fantastic job standing up to Chris Cantwell like that. And just, the, the, I mean, he's emotionally insecure for one. I mean, just listening to the guy, he was just really not that great. You're referring, <laughs> and, and by the way, to a special episode of Free Talk Live we did on uh, off the radio it was Freer Talk Live and uh, an internet only edition of the show where you and uh, the then racist and I believe still racist Chris uh, Christopher Cantwell were here in this studio. Uh, I believe it was called Shemale versus Nazi. There were two occasions. <laughs> yeah. There was one where it was just a freer talk live, and the second one was, which incidentally occurred um, two years, I think it was two years prior to my getting my door kicked in by the FBI, almost mm. to the day. It was March the 15th that we oh, had wow. that. That was Shemel versus Nazi. You can go to the Odyssey channel and search for that, and I suspect you'd be able to pull it up if you wanted to. It didn't last very long because he ended up storming out of the studio. He did. That's that's still one of the best parts, right? <laughs> Thanks, Nick, for the call tonight, man. I, I do appreciate You're hearing welcome. from you. Thank you. Yeah, again, no point in worrying about what's going to happen. You can be sure the government people are going to try to keep people divided. They're going to try to focus on differences between people and get them afraid of one side versus the other, taking control of the government and forcing their beliefs on others. And so that's the, the old game is to get people to obsess over this. And the best way out of it is to literally move, is to migrate physically to another place where people share your values. So if you're a hard leftist, get on out to the West Coast. If you are a conservative, get down to places like Florida and Texas. If you're a libertarian or a voluntarist, you need to get to New Hampshire because I'm sorry to say there's nowhere else you can go uh, where there's no, you know, there's no significant community of people that actually give a damn about freedom. That's that's here in New Hampshire and it doesn't exist anywhere else. No one seems to believe that it works. What, the migration thing? No, uh, freedom. Oh, yeah, sadly. They're, they're scared to try it. They are. Sure, scared of the unknown. I mean, that's also a human condition. They want this, They want safety. They want security, and that's what the state offers. I don't want safety. I want fun and yeah. freedom. Yeah. <laughs> that's right, but that entails risk, and people are risk-averse, and the state encourages that. Uh, so, more coming up here. We'll talk about The Handmaid's Tale. What's that have to do with today? It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live, kicking off the third hour here. As always, you're invited if you want to join us. Number 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And by the way, I did do a little digging, and I found that we do have another listen line out there. And Maybe this one's more reliable, I don't know, but for those of you that actually care about our listen line, go ahead and grab a pen or whatever, and I'll, I'll give it to you here. How, how many listen lines are there? Two? There's one, one there's, there's at least three that are operating in some capacity or another. There's, there's one that is Free Talk Live 24-7. So whenever you call it, it's always Free Talk Live, the last episode, or us live, right? So once our live show's done... It's 21 hours of that same show right. repeating. And then there's one that is the LRN.FM stream, which has us live and has our replay, which is like six in the morning or whatever. So those are the only two times Free Talk Live is is on the other one. Otherwise, you're listening to the other shows. And there's dozens of libertarian shows on LRN.FM. And that's the one that I found another phone number for, which is as follows, 
6679309900 that's 6679309900 so you said 66 and i got so excited <laughs> and then it was 7 I don't think there is a 666 uh, I'm sure there's not, man. The, the, there. the Christians would be so They would upset. freak out about that. Uh, so anyway, I'll, would, I'll make a promo for it. And would get you it on go there. live in that area code, Aria, if no, that I existed? Love I, I would campaign to have the Keene area code change to 666, though. <laughs> that ain't working. So, uh, no, there's an unusual pride here about area code 603. That that's I've, in a lot of places. I've never seen it elsewhere. So, I've okay. never seen it either. This is the first time I've seen an area code where people write songs about it maybe that's because it covers the whole state <laughs> that, but true, true that doesn't 802 cover all of vermont, vermont has it, yes. well and you know what i think my boss has mentioned it a couple of times in passing and like, i've definitely seen on the internet in the last 20 years people talking about we're from the blah 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 whatever you know numbers just, no, they just say 603 yeah or you know whatever it was california area code or people have some pride in these arbitrary numbers that were assigned hey, by governments it's all tribal yeah sports totally. sports totally. ball my team better my all team right, let's dig into this thing conan this handmaid's tale you read this book you said it's terrible it's not terrible it's just not good okay <laughs> um, not worth reading the sequel you said. when you i left off uh, I mentioned some some a strong I mentioned a strong statement that I think that the entire book at least the first one is a rape fantasy. Wow! It's a romance. It's a novel, a romance novel written for women, mm-hmm. which highlights it is long for a rape fantasy. Which dude. highlights maybe not maybe maybe rape is a little strong, but it highlights dominance, dominance fantasy mm-hmm. that supposedly and I have a study here that we might get into. Uh, supposedly, a Canadian uh, company, our survey team, put uh, did a study many years ago, uh, which suggests that women, overwhelmingly, sixty percent of women, do in fact have dominant uh, fantasies on you know, as, as long as uh, there's a di- there's a huge difference between like uh, CNC though and dominant. CNC is consensual non consent. That's that's the official term used in communities for rape fantasies because the word rape is pretty harsh and mm-hmm. you don't want to go around saying that. So it's CNC, right? <laughs> when you consider that these people were, uh, when when you consider that because we're now we're skipping ahead to the study, but this was this is consensual acts. Yes. How do you? How can you put rape into a consensual act? So it doesn't even make well, sense from not, the get go. It's CNC. It's consensual non-consent. It's pretend. Okay. Well, sixty percent of women are into it. I'm not surprised, but I mean that that that's not surprising. But I I want to. The, the, there's another reason that we get away from the word rape. Uh, that people use the word CNC. It's that there is no consenting to being raped. No. No. Almost no one out there That's wants the definition to be raped, right? right? Right. But consensual non-consent is a different thing. That they're in control there. It's like the dom-sub relationship. The dom isn't really the one in control. So as there. long as there is a safe word uh, and, and a way out, then it's the it sub is, consensual. is ultimately well. The sub is ultimately the one in control because they're the ones with the safe word. They can make things stop at any time. Right. Well, in this book, according to Margaret Atwood, uh, these handmaidens don't have that option. There, but why do I think that it is this? This fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm on, I'm just skimming. Our, I'm not like reading the book. It's- our main character, uh, a girl by the name of Alfred, uh, she's she's basically been uh, this is she's been assigned as a handmaiden because she is a she's capable of bearing children. Mm-hmm. Now in this dystopian future, 
uh, whether I, it's not explained specifically why it could be radiation, it could be it could be uh, poison in the food, but most of the population are, are unable to to get to give birth. Hmm. Uh, but so you have this one group that moves in the the Gileads. They move in and they take over the existing government. They take they they put they put roots down, and they uh, they start this patriarchy. I have another. I have a problem with that as well. I'm get that in a second. Okay. But, um, basically, her daily life it's a, it's kind of written as a memoir. I don't know if it's written to her her late husband who mm. may who may still be alive, or written to her daughter, which is presumably alive. It's but written it's, terribly, and I have two primary issues with it. Aside from it being first-person perspective, which is almost always an indication of exactly what you're talking about, it, it's the author creating a character to live vicariously through that character. We saw the same thing in Twilight and stuff like that. It's hmm. almost never done well. Right. The other issue... Because it's, it's not about the story. It's about having... It's about it's, them living out some fantasy. The, she's basically having a fantasy here and writing it out. That, that's, that's exactly mm-hmm. what this book is. That's mm-hmm. almost always what first person is. But my biggest issue with it is that it's written in present tense. Like, it's this is happening, or this is the color. That, mm. And you, you always want to write in past tense, man. I, I cannot stand this. There's really okay. nothing going on. It's, it, she doesn't really explain the... There's no world building at all. I mean, it's a little bit there, but it's really hard to understand. Like, who are they at war with? It's very much like a clockwork orange in that respect, where it just seems to jump straight in, and it doesn't actually explain the world. It just says, you'll have to figure it out as we go. And maybe that's maybe that was her intent, but I don't think so, because most of her this girl's daily activities are her grocery shopping. And then her coming home at night or and, you know, dealing with the gate guards or the passport guards or dealing with the doctor who is checking her, the, 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 the physically health, the health doctor, the gynecologist or whatever, uh-huh. uh, the driver who's driving him around. And, and of course, you say the she's command- having sex with all these people? No, no, no. She's only having sex with the commander who is who she's assigned to. OK. And okay. eventually. But she's she ha- fantasizing so she's a, about it? She's a handmaid. She's only supposed to be having sex with the director or the commander. Okay. Because he's she needs to bear him children because her because the commander's his wife, wife can't. can't. Uh she does of course end up having sex with the driver because she can't get him pregnant from the commander, so uh, she goes with this younger dude okay. who does get her knocked up. Um You mentioned this during the break. There were there were aunts, there were Marthas, and there were handmaids, there were wives. Can you Exactly and can so Can you explain any of this? The whole the whole the liberals have been telling me forever and ever this is all patriarchy, mm. which it is. There are some levels of this going on, but no, it's a caste system. You have all these different castes, and they all have, and they're all on the, they're on all on the level. And handmaidens, when you say by this, the way, do you mean the book or the real world? The book. Okay. So yes, you have your handmaidens, which aren't at the bottom of the level, by the way. And then you have your Marthas. Your Marthas are like your your housewife. Uh, 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 your, Servants. So rather than just a hierarchy, what what are these things? What do they do? What does a handmaid do in this world? Bears children, sex, right? Okay. Bears does children. she take care of the child too? Nope. And no. the Martha. She has a child, and then she moves on to the next commander. Oh. And what do the Marthas do? The Marthas are the uh, they're they're the house servants, mm-hmm. okay. and then you have the aunts, and the aunts are the uh, the strict authoritarians who control the handmaidens, and, and it, which includes. Uh, rearing, uh, uh, okay. acclimatizing to them to their new job. Okay. Uh, then you have your uh, you have your wives. So, and by the way, a lot of the wives are they have their own power structure. Um, and then you have uh, and you have your 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 super lower caste who are living out in the colonies and whatnot. Um, 
So it's not really, it's, yeah, there's dudes in charge, but this whole patriarchy idea, you know, down with the patriarchy because it's going to destroy us. This is, a, this is exactly what would happen in, in many communities where calamity uh, occurs and the, and, the, and the people, humans, they want to survive. And so they build this, uh, this, this, this structure that definitely has a king at the top or a powerful leader at the top. And then you have your, your, your different levels going all the way down to some guy living in the mud. Um, so are, why is this thing taking off now? Because Trump, Trump bad, orange man bad. He wants to create this. <laughs> oh no no! Oh good good point. Because I don't think it's I don't think it's about the book. I think it's about the show. We're coming up. Join us here and bring up whatever you want. 603-283-6160. We're talking about The Handmaid's Tale. Conan has read the book, and it was so bad, he refuses to continue <laughs> and read the sequel. Has not seen the show. I haven't seen the show, have not read the book. I've only heard about it. Oh, to be clear, I've only that. sort of glimpsed through like the first 10% of the book. I don't see anything like that, but I'm not reading. I'm just glimpsing through. And you asked a very good question, and why do you think that this even means anything? Why does this even matter? Yeah, why uh, is it coming out now yeah, yeah. 30, and, 40 years and later? And I, I don't believe that this would have ever caught on from the book. Mm-hmm. I believe there must be something in this show which I'm just not going to watch. I've just read too many reviews that just say how horrible it is. People mm. people are hate watching it. People are wow. uh, fear watching it. They're getting off on it even though they're claiming how how horrible it is. I mm. think that That's it's like this- Game of Thrones, right? That's, that was essentially why a lot of people watched that. They, they were like, oh no, I wish it didn't have all the gore and the sex and the violence, but that was what they were there for. Absolutely. I mean, no one was going to the ancient gladiator coliseums be- because they wanted to. No, they wanted the blood and gore. Nothing has changed. We're still the the same crazy, violent animals we've always been. Mm. I mean, as a species, right? And, 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 and you know, I don't even believe that Margaret Atwood. She's a liberal, and she's she may be a feminist, uh, but I don't even believe that she's she's not one of these pink pussy hat wearers who are marching on Washington, claiming that the patriarchy is destroying everything. I think she's just a regular old liberal girl in in Canada who, you know, was writing something that interested her. Let's go to the phones here. We'll get back into, I know you got more to say about it. Let's talk first, though, to Ken, listening in Arkansas, Texarkana. Go ahead, uh, Ken. Yeah, I was just calling about yesterday. Y'all were talking about why you couldn't figure out why they were sending troops to Samoa. And one of, you didn't mention it, but one of the girls that's in the squad in the House of Representatives is from over there. Well, why, why would the, why would she want people to invade her home country? That is another story. You, well, do you know it? Do you know that story? No, she's unhappy with the U.S., but I don't have any clue why she'd want to do it. Well, why is she you, unhappy with the U.S.? Or why do you think she's unhappy with the U.S.? She said so. Well, I'm not particularly happy with the U.S. either. Well, first of all, I want to clarify <laughs> something. The uh, the squad is a group of uh, representatives, correct? So called. Yeah, yeah the there are three ladies. This yeah. wasn't done by the House of Representatives, as I understand it. This was an executive uh, order. This was. I understand Joe that, Biden. but you know how things go up there in Washington, and uh, you know. Well, I don't know what you mean by that. Scratches the others back. 
Well, in this case, the they it would be nice if the representatives actually declared war and and you know that process were to go forward before some troops were sent somewhere. But we know that hasn't happened in a hundred years, roughly, in the United States. So yeah. you know that hasn't happened. This was pretty much all on Joe Biden and his administration. But regardless, I don't think any of us were confused about why it's happening. The military industrial complex needs to have money funneled into it. Constantly. Constantly, and so yeah. in order to have that happening, they have to have places to send troops, and so this is their latest front. Okay. Anything else you want latest to share, Ken? Batch, huh? No, What's that's it? it. Thank you. All right, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Well, the U.S. has been involved in Somalia repeatedly throughout, you know, just my lifetime. They only left due to Trump. Apparently, they were there for the whole time, all the way since you know what was it, the '90s when their government got overthrown. And I mean. The with the Russian army doing stuff and it looking like pretty like or at least somewhat likely the Chinese government is going to invade Taiwan in the near future. The U.S. is like, hey, we need to you know train up our military. We need to spar some more. That's what all of these things have always been for the U.S. government is sparring matches, justification for building the war machine and for perfecting it. Well, speaking of war now, uh, according to RT, thousands of troops from 14 nations, including the United States, uh, are now taking part in what are described as huge exercises in Estonia. So basically, how is it that no one in politics is actually trying to de-escalate this situation? Now, Finland and Denmark—I don't remember what. Two I don't know. Rand Paul did try to block this thing. That's good. One one politician. Didn't he just want like a some kind of overseer director to to oversee the money? But he wasn't actually going to vote against know. it. I, I don't, don't think know. he was actually saying don't do it. Oh, He's man. not like. Uh, What's his face? McCain's He's not buddy. Like Ron Paul. Well, yeah, exactly. He's not like his dad. That's yeah, too bad. Too bad that apple didn't fall. I didn't. I didn't read any of the details, Conan. I just saw that he he was trying to stop the forty billion or something. But I, I think he just said, wouldn't "Let's." Yeah, I think he was wanting to put in place an overseer Jeez. to monitor that the money actually goes to Ukraine. Which, by the way, a lot of it's not. It's going to it's going to NGOs. It's forty billion dollars. Who cares? No, it's going to go all over the place, that, including into the hands of the, the Nazis, the <laughs> Azov Battalion. But it's just amazing to me that with all of this going on, we're, we're completely overrun by insane people at this point. Russia is talking about sending nukes to the border. Two other European countries are talking about joining NATO. Fourteen mm-hmm. countries are doing drills along Estonia. The Russian government is talking about invading. Um, I don't remember where. It's not Estonia, but it also starts with an E, if I remember correctly. Mm. But it, it's insane. There, there doesn't seem to be anyone on the world saying, going, hey, guys, everyone. Can we just chill out for a moment? Can can we not start World War Three? They are all on every side of this. They're doing everything they can, from what I can tell, to push us directly toward World War Three. Well, you know, we can't build back better unless we break the egg open. <laughs> oh man! And maybe World War Three is exactly what we need. What we need. Inflation's not doing it fast enough. We don't the need hand, World the handmaids War aren't doing it fast enough for us. We just need peace and for everyone to chill out and say, "Oh, you know what?" The, the people of Russia are just like the people of the United States. They're just people who are all trying humans. to exist and yeah. be free and live and laugh and love and do all the care and stuff. I agree with you, Aria, and that's you know, unfortunately not a very popular viewpoint. Peace is just it's I mean, weak. Weak. Yeah. yeah, people see it as weak. Um, even both sides of the aisle see it as a weakness. Mm. There's also no money in peace. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's probably more there's money more in wealth. peace than there is yeah. in war, but... Yeah, there's there's more wealth in total for the peaceful population that's not in war, but... It's easier the, to market war. For the politically connected, there's less money. 
right? The True. for the military industrial complex. Oh yeah, out of definitely. Business. That's where that's where all their old munitions yeah. have been going. They've, you, you think you think all the, the all these missiles and armaments that have been going over Ukraine are the you know the top of the shelf? No, the no, they're they're twenty year old yeah. missiles. So why? So they can build the next the next level, mm-hmm. the twenty twenty two missiles to to because you know they. Aren't they still flying the old Russian MiG or something? I could have sworn I saw that. Uh, the Polish are growing. Are the Ukraine? I don't know what MiGs they're they're flying around. I don't yeah. know what variants they are, but yes, there yeah. a lot of those countries are still old, flying MiGs. Old stuff. All right, so Conan, we've been talking about the uh, the Handmaid's Tale. What else? Uh, you know, uh, if you liked Fifty Shades of Grey, never saw it. If you like, not this is books. Never read. I've it. never seen the shows either. Yeah. Um, if you like Twilight. Never read I can't it. believe I actually read like 100 pages of that. <laughs> I read the first book because I thought, you know, th- there's no way the book could possibly be as bad as the movie. Oh, man, was I wrong. You saw the movie too? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, the no. girl I was dating at the time was like, oh, my God, I loved her. She named her one of her daughters Bella. So I was like, oh, okay, wow. fine. My daughter was reading this. them, and I was like, all right, let's see what you're up to. If you like those types of books, you will like Margaret Atwood's mm. A Handmaid's Tale. Now, Twilight it, wasn't a rape fantasy, was it? She's having no, sex with a stupid. with a super dominant vampire. Vampire, uh, okay. A monster, uh, an evil creature, which she uh, maybe. Uh, well, he was a bad boy. Stockholm syndrome. Let's get into the study. You mentioned this study about two thirds of women are into this secretly. There's more coming up here in moments. It's Free Talk Live. is Free Talk Live. You can join the show here at 603-283-6160, especially if you've seen and or read, or both, preferably, The the Handmaid's Tale, uh, and you want to comment on what Conan's been saying as somebody who has read the book recently and then stopped because you didn't want to watch the show or watch or read any more of the books. Yeah, it's not, it, wasn't written, it wasn't written for me. Yeah. And you're saying that there's also a study that you're gonna you're gonna tell us a little bit about. This here. is this is an older study. I've known about it. Yeah, I've I also know. I've also, for whatever reason, there always seems to be a lot of liberal commentators who like to bring up this study, and or even and this is not a new idea. This is not a new concept. Mm-hmm. Bernie Sanders was writing about this. In one of his his one of his memoirs or his thesis his or whatnot when he, was, when he it was, was on a, a newsletter or something, yeah. right? Yeah, he's, he's talking about this, and he believed it in his heart of hearts that mm-hmm. this is what the way that it works. I know Chank Uger was talking, I think, about this specific study uh, some time ago, and I think he was lambasted by the uh, by his by his ilk by his followers. Uh, so this is not a new idea, but I do believe I do believe that this is there's a certain type of person. Uh, who's going to mention this concept and talk about it, and maybe even maybe even dudes who maybe even fantasize about it on their own. And what and is I, the concept? That women think about rape all, all the time, and some dudes are into that. They want to be on the uh, the giving end, the giving side of that. I would which, suggest it's probably a fairly significant portion of dudes. You think so? I don't. I I think. In a consensual way, yes. I, but that's not what rape is. No, uh, and, you know that. This is why I use you know CNC when we were referring to it earlier. I think that this the people who did this survey were, were like, hey, if someone came up to you and like choked you and you know violently raped you, would you be cool with that? <laughs> that's not what they're talking about at all. I don't believe they're. Well, what does it I, say? I imagine I mean, they're referring to consensual. Well, do you have and, details? And, and on and what details do we have? Is it just uh, uh, mild choking, butt slapping, and uh, I don't know, p- hair pulling? 
I mean, that's not that's just aggressive sex to me. That's not really maybe a little bit of dominance, well, but it's it not it's not in with, any, on any level. Well, there's rape. different levels CSC of rape. It has right? nothing to do with dominance or submission. It's what well, I guess in the strictest sense, it does have to do with the person who's not quote not consenting submitting. But they're supposed to be fighting, so I don't know if it really plays into dominance and submission or not. However, there's a huge difference. I mean, all of that, that BDSM, the, the butt slapping, the choking, all that, that, isn't, that doesn't have anything to do with consensual non-consent. That's just part of the, I'm pretending part not of the act. CNC is just simply, I'm pretending not to consent to this. So mm-hmm. we're, so we're going to role play that where I'm resisting or whatever, and you have to do what you can to, to force me to comply. Yeah. All right. Well, that's even worse than I thought. <laughs> if women are really, if women are into that, why is that worse? Being taken against. I I do have consent. I can. I have the safe word, but I still want to fantasize that you are taking me against my will. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't. I would never want to be on the receiving end of that. What is uh, What is the survey actually? Depending say? on the decade, some sexual fantasies have been considered unusual by psychiatrists. Among those listed in the fifth edition of the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, masochism, exhibitionism, transvitism, and pedophilia. How rare are fantasies considered unusual or otherwise stigmatized? A team from the Department of Psychology at the University of Quebec. At Troy, uh, Tr- uh, Troy Rivera decided to find out. Quote, although several theories and treatment plans are unusual sexual fantasies as use unusual sexual fantasies as a way to identify deviancy, they seldomly describe how the fantasy referred to were determined to be usual. A team led by Christian C. Joyle wrote in uh, what ex- what exactly is an unusual sexual fantasy? forthcoming in the Journal of Sexual Medicine. The main goal of this study was to determine which sexual fantasies are rare, unusual, common, or typical from a statistical point of view. Okay. To I don't ch- like that you said the word unusual, but... Uh, but okay. Well, well if, they're, it's they're, not, they're, they, if it's not common, then it would so be unusual. We, so we right? have rare, unusual, common, or uncommon, typical. right? Uncommon makes it sound weird. What was this? What were rare, the unusual, common, or typical. Okay. To achieve this goal, the team asked more than 1,500 college students to rank 55 sexual fantasies and describe their one favorite. Example, the top-ranked fantasy was, I like to feel romantic emotions during a sexual relationship. And this was with women and men? men, Women and men. Okay. And you said they wanted to study how this changed over decades? This was was 55 sexual fantasies all at Right okay. now, uh, for, uh, almost ten years ago. Okay. Uh, so there. W- so the first one was I like to feel romantic emotions during sex. So that uh, would would have been considered typical. Well, it was find out among okay. women surveyed, ninety two point two percent shared this fantasy. Okay. Among men, eighty eight point three percent. So I would say typical. On the low end of the spectrum, fewer than one percent of women had fantasized about having sex with a child under twelve years, and among men, it was one point eight percent had that fantasy. So those are that would be considered rare. Okay. Uh, in between these two extremes were some interesting findings. Among those printable in a family newspaper. Yeah, I was going to say. Keep in mind, we are on the radio. Sixty-one point two percent of men had fantasized about interracial sex, but only twenty-seven point five percent of women had. Which huh. I was, which I find bizarre because I see more. I see more. Well. Um, Fifty-seven percent of men had fantasized about having sex with someone much younger than them, but only eighteen percent of women had. This is all about what I would expect. 
That seems that seems that normal seems, to me. Yeah. Well, the other one does as well, but I I can't explain why, in my opinion, that's likely on radio. I, I can't figure out a way to word that in a way that won't be. Think about that one then. Maybe you can find a, a, a sweet way to do it. <laughs> 56, 56 of women surveyed had fantasized about having sex with more than three people, both men and women, uh, both men and women, but only fifth, but only sixteen percent of men had, which that's is another odd one to me. Yeah. Because aren't the men always wanting to hook up with a th- another partner, a three-way? I mean, that's what that's what the that's uh, what they tell me. That's what right, media tells the me. Media, yeah. Sixty-four percent of women had fantasized about being dominated sexually. Fifty-three percent of men had. Now that doesn't necessarily say rape. Nope. Uh, I, I actually I did see I I saw an unfriendly for radio uh, mm-hmm. list which actually talks about which breaks that down. So you have. Uh, you do have do- uh, a dominant type sex, and then you actually have straight up rape mm-hmm. being taken against your will. Okay, but is there a response for that in the survey? Not a, it, yeah, and again, yes. is there also CNC in the survey? I, I I don't even know if that was a brown when they did this ten years ago. I don't. It certainly it was, was around. And, and my issue with this is that they the, the word rape is being thrown around a whole lot here. To not in this not in this article. People. Okay, but just around this entire discussion, the word rape is being used an awful lot for us to characterize something that isn't even remotely like rape. I think it's like it's 20%. someone explicitly consenting to an act happening to them, and for some reason, we keep calling that rape. Right, and this is going to talk about consent in a second. The authors of the study seemed particularly interested in finding that support that supported the popularity of Fifty Shades of Grey, which that, that whole book, that's all it is about, about uh, sub and dom. Mm-hmm. Among women, it was found that sexual fantasies of being dominated, being spanked or whipped, being tied up, and being forced to have sex were reported by 30 to 60%, according to the study. I can see why the range there is so large, because that's a huge variety of different 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 things. things. The fantasy of being dominated was significantly greater for women than for men, on uh, on average, whereas the fantasy of dominating was statistically stronger for men than for women, on average, which also makes sense to me. One caveat. This was a survey of Canadians uh, ages 18 to 65, presumably surveys of residents of a retirement community or a devout churchgoers would produce different responses. Another caveat. Those I who, think they would, but I don't think they'd be honest about it. Like mm, you, you mentioned church. As long as it's anon- if it's an anonymous survey, I think, no, no, that they, no. I think those are overwhelmingly. No, because they're lying to themselves about it. Your, your mm. average 60-something-year-old church, so she'll say, oh, I like being dominated, but her entire religion is about how women should submit to men. But she she won't she won't think about it in terms that start. Meanwhile, she's reading a Harlequin romance. It's in her glove compartment, and she's reading on her her smoke breaks. But you said there were people as old as sixty five in this stu- in this study. They didn't just I, talk to college students. Eighteen was, to sixty five. It was done at a college, but that doesn't mean that they were only talking to college must, kids. Must have around. must have been. Uh, another caveat: those who volunteer to participate in sex studies tend to be more sexually experienced, or as the author put it, this sample was not representative of the general population. Hmm. Yeah, were they told in advance they were volunteering for Good a question. sex study? Good question. Uh, there's more coming up here in moments. You can join us. It's Free Talk Live. Yeah! It is Free Talk Live. You can join us here at 603-283-6160. In these remaining moments, we may have enough time for you. Yeah! 
Tonight, it's Ian, Aria, and Curtis. Also, I do want to say thank you to Robin Mock, who is a Free Talk Live supporter of our AMPS Patreon. She's uh, gold level, which means Robin's doing at least uh, 10 bucks a month to help us advertise, market, promote, and support Free Talk Live. You get some cool perks and some benefits from joining that. Just go to amps.freetalklive.com. You can sign up there. That's amps.freetalklive.com. We're going to go back into your calls. We're talking about The the Handmaid's Tale. Conan, you, you picked up this book because there's been a lot of buzz uh, for years, for years, Handmaid's Tale. They're, they're telling show. me that that's what the the climate has become. This and or the conservatives. That's all they want. They want these women to be vessels. They want them to uh, to just be childbearing, work at home, barefoot in the ha- in the kitchen, making me a sandwich. And some dudes actually like that. And by the way, some women actually like that. But the whole idea that. Uh, uh, that is what is wrong because they're saying that's what these that's what these right wingers want. They want us to be vessels. And I read the book and I'm like, good God, that's all this woman is talking about. She's You're saying it's all her she, fantasy. I'm thinking that it's the original author's fantasy. Now, is it the show's uh, portrayal? I don't think so. I think there might be something in that show that just has has totally flipped this idea on its head and turned it into a nightmare dystopia that it that it might actually be. But it's not the book. And you found a study from 2014 suggesting that possibly two out of three women uh, are interested in being dominated. Dominated. As far as their sexual preferences go. Of course, that's not the same thing as being raped, which is a completely different sexual fantasy. But let's go to Jennifer in Oregon. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Hi. Um, I just want to give a shout out to Conan for his critique of The Handmaid's Tale. I read the book, gosh, years ago. I'm an avid reader. I never saw the show or, or anything, but uh, I remember I didn't like the book. It, it, it was unsettling to me. I just didn't like it, and, and his critique is spot on. That's that's why, because it's a, a poorly written fantasy, and it doesn't hmm. have a lot to actually say about feminism or, or any of the issues it's talking about. What are your thoughts on the study that Conan found about women um, having either secret interest in dominance or maybe not so secret? I think it's actually uh, expected and, and biologically normal. You mm-hmm. know, like that that there is a, a natural drive that you want the strong male. You want to you want to have, you know, just coming from an instinctual place. You know, you want to have your children have make a family with a strong male. Mm-hmm. Like I, I've often said, I, I don't want to date a trained dog, you know. And so I do think there's a big difference between the word dominance and, and rape. Definitely. You know, I don't think very many women want a stranger to come rape them. But you want to be with a man that, like, knows what he wants is an old baby, you know. <laughs> and I found that common amongst girlfriends. <laughs> All right. I think that uh, that clears that up. Anything else you want to share with us, Jennifer? Um, I had two recommendations for Conan since he sells books uh, for a good uh, feminist fiction, science fiction. I don't remember the author, but the title of the book is The World for Word. The Word for World is Water. And this is a feminist science fiction book? Yeah, yeah. If you want a good, you know, in in the the positive... uh, uh, idea of feminism not not the the strange take it's it's gone in in the modern world okay you know, but, okay gotcha but uh that 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 one is a good read 
And then I don't remember either the title or the author, but there is a recent author who redid the whole Handmaid's Tale thing, and it involves chili peppers. And if you're just into the fantasy, that one's way Conan better. Conan loves chili peppers. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Jennifer. I how appreciate does that, it. How does that even work? <laughs> she know. makes a really good point, though, about that. I think a lot of people forget that the human beings are animals, just like, I mean, they're alpha males, beta males. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the thing in humans, too. It's yeah. not as. Oh, yeah. It's not as obvious in humans, and we... Sometimes know, it's pretty obvious. Beta males versus alpha males? I was, it's the, not as obvious as people like to think, I, I would suggest. During the break, I was complaining about my new rooster, the, the yeah. son of my main rooster. Um, he crows in the morning, and yeah. the rooster collar that I had on him wasn't working uh, to spec, so I had to go out do adjustments the other morning, and I just had to keep waking up and wait for him to crow again, and it's just a pain in the butt, but that's not what I was getting to. If you've ever watched Chickens Have Sex, nope. it is <laughs> gnarly. I mean, it is gnarly. These these are these these are rough. These are rough characters. Mm. So are cats. And cats wow. and they're meowing and they're uh, yeah, exactly. Cat, cats are violent about it. Wow. But that's but I'm just I'm we're just talking about two specific animals. But when you take when you take the the entire animal kingdom, most of these guys are gnarly. Especially sure. birds. Well, look sure. at bed bugs. They 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 stab their mating partners. Wow. And then you have and then you have praying mantises, which will actually eat the head off of their <laughs> uh, and consume their their mate afterwards. And so a lot of spiders do the same thing. But wow. humans do have intelligence, so we value different things than the rest of the animal. But at our, but when you break us down to our reptilian. But well, that aside, no one would look at Mark Zuckerberg and go, "Man, that is an alpha male." But I, more than. The overwhelming majority of women in the United States, if they had the opportunity to bear Mark Zuckerberg's children, they would. Well, no, he, they would not. He provides financial security. That's, there's that. Right. The hum- and that's not something that you find in the animal kingdom, right? Mm-hmm. So we don't gauge alpha males and beta males by the same standards that, you know, our ancestors did. But or if he didn't have that money, they wouldn't be lining up around the block for him. No, but anyway. he has but that money because he was brilliant at one time and he came up with a great, clever idea that made him, you know, the top of the world. But what makes a How alpha, do you get more alpha than top of the world? In the animal food, in the animal chain, what makes an alpha? Some uh, an, an adult male who is capable of... Uh, seeing his children to the next level. Mm-hmm. The alpha male is the one that's getting laid. Because, and, the, and the females are not, the female lion is not going to sleep with the lion unless she knows that he is going to probably not eat her children, because that happens too. Uh, but no, see her children to reproductive level. I mean, mm-hmm. so uh, let's put that in the human standards. The rich man d- driving that sporty car and living in the big mansion is going to be just as uh, attractive as the uh, as the the, the Fabio mm-hmm. with all the muscles uh, sitting on, on on your cover of your romance novel. I mean, they're both you know at that level that are that are attractive to to women. They're, and they're actually, and if anything, the the rich Zuckerberg type is probably going to be a more a more capable father getting your provide. children to reproductive level than the Fabio that's guy who's living in a trailer probably. That's exactly my point. You know, mm-hmm. who is and isn't an alpha male for humans is not at all obvious. Unless you do your research. Sure. So don't just go with the guy, which is the first guy you see with some muscles on, you know. Yeah. Well, actually, most people don't actually, put that actually, level actually do some th- research. There's a thing called Google. <laughs> you, could, you could look everyone up these days. Let's go to Jack. He's in Washington State. Jack, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Oh, um... I was just thinking about when I was younger, when I was first experimenting, and I really didn't think about these type of things, and I'd be in the middle of coitus, and uh, they'd say, you know, 
my partner would say, choke me. I'm like, oh, you know, what's that about? You know, it just, uh, I just think there is a, uh, a certain type of person that just wants to be dominated like that and feel that way. Mm-hmm. And, and then I kind of felt, you know, and then I tried it. I remember I tried it with somebody else later and, uh, they're like, Oh, I don't like that. You know, it's, I don't know where I'm really going with this, but uh, apparently you're telling us about your sexual exploits it's, it's, on it's, national it's radio. Not, it's not for everybody. <laughs> but you guys haven't been through that where you're in the middle of, of it. And I've never like, had anybody ask me to choke them, but I bet Aria has. Dude, my name on Grinder <laughs> is Subslut, dude. I mean, <laughs> Thanks for the call. Jack. I have a I good time, it. man. I'm a hedonist, right? I'm pretty sure I've always been pretty upfront about that. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of, you know, the whole individualist, the very thing that this uh, guy who shot up, you know, that murdered 10 people in Brooklyn, the very thing that he spoke out against, I thought that's like me. Like he uses the exact words I would use to describe myself. Individualist, hedonist, anarchist, nonsense. I don't remember exactly how he put it. He's against. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's Satanism. Mm. Uh, All right, Conan. Uh, We're going to get here. Last caller here in the remaining moments. You're on screen. Go ahead. Hi, uh, my name is Busy, and um, I'm actually an author myself, and I'm just kind of catching you guys, and I love it. Um, I love the conversation, but I'm sorry. There's an alpha male in the parking lot where I'm parked revving his engine. What do you think that? <laughs> <laughs> Are, he's he's probably trying to gain your attention. This is what birds do. They, they fluff their feathers. There you go. Right. Hey, I, I wish we had more time for you. Oil, Unfortunately, um, you called at the very end of the show. So, if there's something, yeah, if there's quick. something you want to say, please call us tomorrow night. We we would love to hear from you at that time. We start the show at seven o'clock at night Eastern, and we have no problem continuing a topic. So, if you yep. want to free know, talk live, that's the name of the show. Yeah, if you want to call in, share whatever it is you were going to share. Would love to hear from you tomorrow night. Join us then. Go Meantime, talk to that guy revving his engine. He's into you. <laughs> Meantime. You can join us online between now and then over at freetalklive.com.